Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. How is everybody doing today? If you don't know by now, this episode is much more special than all the other ones. And not because of anything that happens or anything like that. But if you've been following, episode 100 is an episode I've been looking forward to for a very long time. If I sound slightly unenthused, it's because my voice is absolutely shot. And we were up very late doing this podcast. But some of you are veteran listeners. Some of you are new listeners. What, at whatever point you are listening, one, I genuinely appreciate the support. Two, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed. And three, if you enjoy these podcasts, the best way to grow it is share it out with somebody. Leave a review or anything like that. That makes my job as a podcast host tremendously easier. And here's why. If people are downloading certain episodes and things like that, I know how to tailor my content to make it even more appealing to everybody. So that's one. Thing two, it's another way to support the podcast. The bigger it grows, the different people, the more different people I get to have on, and I really get to expand it out and really create something amazing for you guys. So that's number two. But episode 100 is something I've been looking forward to since episode one. I said in the beginning episodes that I was going to go on for a very long time, and so far I have succeeded with that, and I'm so genuinely grateful for everyone that's helped me on this journey of growing my podcast. With that all being said... I, I I can't even express how much gratitude I have. Second thing, my podcast sponsor for this episode is Dream Dance Fitness. If you guys haven't heard of Dream Dance Fitness yet, Dream Dance Fitness is located over in East Meadow, and they are your number one source for getting fit and in shape if you live on Long Island. They have a fantastic dance studio over there. Uh, Natasha and Michelle, they've been on the podcast before, uh, just a handful of episodes prior, do an amazing job over there, their entire team, they have everything from pole dancing to, uh, like aerial hoops, it's, it, you know, if you don't know what that is, it's a steel hoop, I'm assuming made of steel, that is floating in the air and you work out and practice all these different moves on it, they have body sculpting, they have yoga, they have Zumba, uh, flexibility and uh, restorative work there's liquid motion there's so many different classes for everyone to attend and not only just get fit but have a good time the culture that they've created there is a fantastic culture Michelle and uh, Natasha are absolutely amazing people and what they do is is just they care so much about it and it's so nice to see people that actually care it's they provide an excellent service for anybody uh their new website's going live soon but you can book your classes online go check it out let them know the brutally honest podcast sent you but they are just dear friends of mine and what they do at the studio is just simply amazing and they have a whole bunch of different instructors too um was it there's it looks like there's nine or ten different instructors already and they're they're just growing like crazy and everybody i've spoken to absolutely loves it you can do a monthly you can do a per class you can do packages you know, you, you could just you could just practice pole dancing if that's what you're into. But uh, and they have, you know, they kind of have these all inclusive packages. So you can go check it out, see what you like, what you don't like. You know, maybe, you know, I, I know chicks that have done pole dancing and they are not doing it for work, but ripped. I mean, holy crap, ripped. Um, so go check them out. They're over in East Meadow at 386 East Meadow Avenue. Um 
And their in email, if you have any questions, is info at dreamdancefitness.com. Definitely go check them out. And that's really it, folks. That's it. Episode 100 coming at you. My guest today, he's a, he's a longtime friend. I have to credit him for so much that I've accomplished in my life, which most of you probably don't even know about. But his name is John Keel. He's been on, I think, three or four, I think three times prior, two or three times prior. He's like a day oneer. He's given me a ton of support, and we just had a blast. We got in, we got in the podcast studio at like, I want to say like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, and this one's a long one. And I had an absolute blast. We probably could have gone for like four or five hours, honestly, but you know, somebody doesn't, not mo- most people don't have commutes for that long. But if you don't know, he's in the watch industry, he's super, super smart. And he gives the insights of what he's working on and kind of how we work together. We share an office space. So I see John literally every day and he's just the dude. So without any further ado, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 100. My guest, John Keel. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great, man. We rolling. Well, yeah, episode one. One hundred. One hundred, yo. Dude, I can't believe it. hundred goddamn episodes God. later. Started in a closet, and now we have a studio. He's still in the closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shh, nobody can know that. <laughs> the biggest secret I've kept all my life. Uh, but dude, a hundred. I can't even believe it. Congratulations, man. Episodes. Thanks, man. Much appreciated. Thanks yeah. for being on. My pleasure. Was this four or th- three or four times? Third time. Third time. Yeah. Third time's a charm. But uh, I told a bunch of people already. I'm like, Shh, I know who it is. I know who episode 100 is going to be, but I can't. I can't announce it yet because I wanted it to be a surprise for the listeners. But the the few people I see on a day to day basis <laughs> for the for the zero people that know who I am. Yeah, for the yeah for the regular <laughs> individuals, they get no access. Um, no, that's terrible. I'm just kidding. Uh, support the Patreon. Just kidding. Sh- shameless plug. But uh. Watch Gauge, Brutally Honest Podcast, in the same office. I guess that's the big reveal. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on the show. I feel like I have. I feel like I've said I'm in with my buddy John, but I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, man. Unless they've listened to all the episodes or most of the episodes, they might not know. Yeah, we we see each other every day and we hang out. We play darts. We play video games and pretend to work. And we drink beer. And we drink. I drink beer. Now you don't. God damn it. I know. I know. I Now I drink <laughs> everything else, actually. It's good and bad. More beer for me. It's good. I know. I know. Um, honestly, I'm not that that. I'm not against vodka soda. It's just you got to be real careful because yeah. they can creep up on you, yeah. especially if you don't make them. Yeah, when somebody else is making them. If somebody else is making them. You could go to the grave real quick. Well, you know, beer. It's like, all right, I've had ten beers. You I know? drink nothing but beer. I haven't drank anything but beer in seventeen years. Yeah. For a very good reason. This might be my life for the rest of my life. Who knows? You're not doing it. I know. There, dude, <laughs> there's uh, there's a that West Hampton Beach, which, uh, shout out to West Hampton Beach, because they're not sponsoring the podcast yet, but they will. They don't have, They don't know that yet. The brewery. The brewery. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, dude, they made some, like, I was honestly very impressed with their beers. 
Um, you still have them in the fridge? I still have them in the fridge. I'm going to have to pop one of those. Um, there's a porter, which is the non-logoed can. And then there's another one. I forget what the other one is. But I had their IPA, and their IPA was exceptional, I would say. Right on. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they'll be a sponsor soon. And now, they're uh, they're an independent brewery. They're not they're not being distributed by anybody. It Completely, nice. which is almost unheard of. So, they're the microbreweries of microbreweries. Yeah. They're like I don't want to say the I don't want to say OGs, but they're so new, yeah. and that's kind of what I cherish about so many things is like when you're so new, like you don't have all these avenues. Like I, I was just with one of uh, the employees from uh, Blue Point Brewery, and they have their new facility now. Like they have a whole marketing team, they have a whole sales division. Like there is a that company has grown so big, especially now with the acquisition of. Uh, from Anheuser Busch. Yeah, but I mean, they they took over that building that was what the uh, Briarcliff College. Briar, uh, yeah. Flows. Mr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mr. That's Diesel a monster Fitness. building. I mean, that's a, that's like a legit corporation now. Oh where, yeah. Where when it was on Atlantic Avenue, right? It was like a warehouse. Yeah, it was a warehouse. It was like what we're in now. Yeah. So my feeling is, in a couple of years, we're gonna buy Dowling College. Between Watchgauge and Barron Media, we'll Dude, buy. It's gonna we'll, be sick. We'll buy Dowling College, and then we'll have like thousands of employees i have so many haters when i'm like i can't wait to own a gigantic building and they're like you're not gonna do that i'm like no i fucking will yeah and i'm gonna drive a lamborghini and i'm probably gonna have a hotter chick than you are <laughs> that's just how it is because i want to see your ass climbing out of a lamborghini i know that's gonna be <laughs> i gotta lose that's why i'm drinking vodka soda i gotta lose some lbs before i before i climb out of a lambo but uh actually it was pretty funny what uh, my buddy ryan who, who you've met before um who came in? He's he's done a podcast with me before, Ryan Brenner. Uh, shout out to him. And uh, third wave is his rap name. But the he so I'm I'm like messing around, and I was actually I've, I've just recently started twitching for anyone that doesn't know, uh, FF Pandas. And for 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 you old fucks like me, he's not like sitting here twitching. He's no, 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 yeah, it's a video <laughs> game streaming service uh, for anyone that wants to check it out. But I, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I can't hurt. I play video games anyway. I might as well see if. It turns into something. Worst comes to worst, I build an online community. So, yeah, so this was new to me, too, is that, so you, you play video games. Yeah. You stream- I play video games all my life. No, no, I know that, yeah. but, but you stream it now, so people can go on to Twitch and watch you, Yeah. but then all of a sudden they start giving you money Which to watch you play video games. Blows my mind, too. First of all, if, if anybody listening to this podcast has ever given money to somebody because you watch them play video games, you're a fucking idiot. Hey, look, uh, FF Pandas. Uh, stands oh, but, for but, Firefighter Pandas. But but give money to Harrison. Yeah. Uh, look, if you're going to support me, though, support me on Patreon. That's better. Yeah. Uh, they take less. Um, and you can support me every month. But So I started doing that, and I totally forgot where I was going with the story. God damn it. Oh, Lamborghinis. Yeah. So uh, today I, I was on and just going through, and I was like, you know what? I, I don't feel like playing video games. I have like a ton of work to do. Let me just play YouTube videos, like music videos in the background. Yeah. People can watch them, and they can interact with me. And I'm like, all right, if this works, then even better, because now I can work while I'm doing this. So people are now going to watch you work, and then hopefully pay you to watch you work. Yeah. Not not pay you for the job you do. No, pay me pay- for to watch me work, yeah. Hmm. I think if I go to hot yoga and I stream it, do you think people would... <laughs> Honestly, probably. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> probably. So I had a bunch of people like stop in, which was cool. Um, but so I'm going and I'm searching music videos. And Ryan, my buddy Ryan thing comes up, third wave. And all of a sudden I see a picture of a Lamborghini in his music video. I'm like, I'm like, this kid's a teacher. 
on like the side. He's a teacher and a wannabe rapper. Yeah. And I'm like, where did he get a Lamborghini from? Like, they're not cheap to you rent know, for the I, day. You know like, what? you can. You know, he, not- was, he was cruising down Main Street. Yeah. There was a car parked in front of, like, Starbucks. <laughs> and he got, got out and said, hurry, shoot the video. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm like watching. I'm like, dude's got a Lambo in his music video. Like, even if you wanted to, like, it's still, like, a couple hundred dollars to rent one for the day. You know, even if you're not gonna drive yeah, it's it, it's a small price to pay for fame. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. And he's and he's done he's done one with a Maserati and stuff like that. But I just I was like, I was moderately impressed that he can get a hold of a Lambo. But as Grant Cardone says, you can fake a Lambo, you can't fake a G6. Yeah, this is true. You know, this is true. He's like, that's a, that's a felony. Running into a tarmac to shoot a video, without <laughs> it's a fucking felony. <laughs> you know, you could you could jump in somebody's Lambo on Main Street. Yeah, you, you can't jump on somebody's G6 without no. Going, going no. A G6 person. is a plane yeah. for anyone that doesn't know. It's not the car. Yeah, you, you, uh, it's a private know, jet. Yeah, it's the Pontiac G6. That's the real gangster. Yeah, it's a, a hood rat car. But I was like, honestly, I was like, go to. I'm like, I'm like, shit. Like, you know, as I, as I'm growing, and now that we're we're about to hit the two year mark on like the podcast, it's like. I've hit a weird age where 20, you know, now I'm 26 and like my, I graduated in 2010. So it's like I'm still seeing like the, the high school failures, but I'm also seeing people like start to succeed finally. Yeah. Which is weird because there's this like border wall running in between them, pun intended, for, you know, the people. There's some people on the side that's failing and they're just going to stay there for their whole life. And right. if they're OK with that, that's and so, fine. And some of those failures will climb out. I mean, yeah. They'll get sick of And, uh, and get some of them are going to climb house. over the wall. And the and and it goes the same way. The successors are eventually going to get sucked to the other side. Yeah. And know, some, some of the successful ones will end up doing fucking heroin. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, it's Bad crazy. Drug. It's crazy. I, I'll tell you, and and then flash forward. I'm older than you. I mean, I've said that a hundred times. Flash forward another ten or fifteen or twenty years, you're gonna see like the people you thought were really gonna be successful are losers, mm-hmm. and 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 you know the real quiet kid is now driving you know that Lambo, you know, and uh, and and even like the girls you thought were pretty are now like, you know, like dude, oh, I I see happened? girls from high school, and I'm like. I'm like, fuck, you were so hot in high school. Yeah. And, then, and now I'm like, you're not ugly, but you definitely peaked in high school. Yeah. Well, and, and then you get the guys who were like the, the cool guy or the tough guy, or the good looking guy. You see them now, they're like got a big old fat beer gut. Most and, of them are you know, failing in life, oh, you know, time. whether it's you know a career skated, or whatever. They skated through on their coolness all through uh, school. Christ. And then all of a sudden, they realize the world doesn't give a shit if you're cool or not. God, right, you need so to actually sad. do something, and you know uh, it's so sad. I mean, I don't want to say it's sad because you pick. I will, I a firm believer that you pick your own path, hundred percent. But I, I believe in fate. I truly, and I know you're like a an atheist or whatever the hell you are, but yeah. I truly believe in fate. I truly believe that everything happens to you for a reason. But I also think that you can determine that path by your attitude, by your your determination, your work ethic, and your kindness. You know, I think. I think that people get where they're going by who, you know, the the people that they represent they are, you know. Sure. And, but absolutely, I, I, I definitely think there's a mix of fate and you get to determine your own path. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, and then on the non-religious side, it's, you know, how hard are you working? 
you know how yeah. bad how bad you know i see people all the time and and this is like you know as you know that i'm on discord discord's a, a gaming um app that you can literally talk to people all around the world on you know there's people on there that i'm like kind of like coaching you know just kind of like treating them as like they're my little brother and and you know i actually had a great conversation about this with um somebody that i know personally on long island they're you know just about to enter the workforce and they're like oh you know i'm super nervous for an interview and ryan i know you're probably thinking it's you it's not you um (laughs) but you know i'm like why are you so nervous they're like oh you know getting a job i'm like they fucking go to dunkin donuts they order the same coffee they order the same beer they're what? drinking, you know, they're listening to the same music. You know, I've worked for a million... Dude, they, that person was nervous as shit when they went into their first interview. Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody goes through it, and you, you totally understand the nerve, nerve side of it. Sure. But on the same token, you have to put it in perspective that that person was shaking in their boots when they went for an sure. interview, too. And, uh, you know... If if they eat too many too much spinach or broccoli, they fart also. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Like they're human beings. Yep. You know, people and, put these people on like pedestals of like, oh my god, they're you know, there's these superior people that roam the earth. You no know, such thing. It's fucking. They go to stop and shop. They get the same goddamn. They can eat the same. Let me tell Idaho you, potato. This, you can. the same thing goes with celebrities. I mean, you hear about like, like I don't know if you've ever run into like celebrities before or had the opportunity to be. No, they would the probably get hurt if I ran into them. <laughs> not physically, <laughs> not literally, but you know, like, like for instance, uh, I'm a partner in the Urban Gentry, sure. and he's not a celebrity by any stretch of the imagination. But he's a mini know, celebrity. Well, so, so the Urban Gentry is is a is a YouTube channel, sure. and he's the biggest YouTuber in the watch industry. He's got about a third of a million or three hundred thousand subscribers. Sure. So we held this event, and it was kind of a meet and greet kind of event, and. You know, we open the doors at five. He shows up at six, and I, you know, I will, I go into the back. I tell him this is what the crowd's like. Blah blah blah. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do the other thing. We walk in, and this one guy who was kind of tailing me the first hour when when Tristana <laughs> wasn't there, he was kind of like tailing me and asking me all these questions. He's like, I, I, "Oh my God, I don't know what to say to him. I don't know what's now." This is a grown man. This guy, this guy's like in his oh, mid forties. God. I, oh my God, what do I say to this guy? Oh, I'm like. He's a human being. I'm like, he's a person. Yeah. I'm like, he's got a YouTube channel about watches. I'm like, he's not he's not yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he's not walking <laughs> the world, and, and if he touches you on the forehead, you're immediately cured of no, cancer, he's, dude. he's a regular guy. Just go say, hey, what's up? I love your work, man. I watched the most inspirational video the other day, and somebody's going to think that this is stupid, so I don't know if you know who Post Malone is. I know the name. So he's, super he's a famous rapper, right? rapper. He's yeah. probably one of the biggest names right now in the in the rap game. Right. And um, he talks. So this interview is by Noisy, and he literally talks about his entire life of like he went to high school and didn't give a fuck what people thought, and he dressed like an idiot, and like most likely to be famous, and like all these different things. Went to went to college complete fail out lied to his parents through his teeth to say you know hey i'm not failing college was f's yeah across the board his buddy was like yo i'm moving out to california you can come if you want he's like i can't pay you right now but i'll pay you when i have money and he's Mm -hmm. like all right i'll take you up on it literally moved out there really was releasing the song that made him famous white iverson and 
he started going to labels and was like, this is the song I'm going to release. Like, who wants to pick me up? And all labels like, it's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. You're not like the, the industry is not ready for it. Like, it's a really good song, but it's not ready for it yet. He was like, I'm fucking 19 or 20 years old. I'm not wasting my time right. waiting. Like, it's going out now and it's going to happen or it's not going to, you know. Yeah. And you're either, you're either picking it up or you're not. Yeah. So, and he, he literally released it. And thanks for SoundCloud where you can find the Brutally Honest podcast. That's actually where this started. And now he's like ultra famous. He's pioneering like the younger rap game, but it's just like the whole story of like the hustle and the risk. And like he's like, I had a support base, and you know, I went out and did this, and you know, I didn't care what people think, and and you know, I you know, I still don't care about what people think. Like I'm, I you know, I've got sponsors, and I've got this, and I've got this, and I'm like, like talk about like he's just ahead of me, and I'm like, fuck, like yeah. Well, you, you Dude's know, winning right now. Anybody in the world who's winning did something. Mm-hmm. They didn't. It didn't. You, you're not going to get somewhere by sitting on your ass waiting for somebody to give it to you. Sure. It doesn't happen that way. Sure. I sat on my ass for 14 years working at a spot, thinking that I was going to have part ownership in the con- company, and I was getting nothing. I was getting drug along. I, False promises. The you worst know what? things in the world. You know, for I was there for like seven, eight years, and I, I, I said, Do you want to say the name of the jeweler or no? Yeah, Madaloni Jewelers. I'm still tight with them. Great yeah, store. Yeah. But long story short, it was in 2008, I, I went to my boss at the time and said, you know, and, and it was a big, very high-end, very successful store. Super and I was successful. Doing, and I was doing a very, you know, I was doing very well financially for myself. And most people, and and this isn't a shot to anybody, most people would be very happy with that and stick with that for the next 20 years and retire. Sure. But it wasn't for me. And in 2008, I went to the owner and I said, look, I'm going to move on. He's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm not really sure yet. I said, I, I'm going to put some feelers out. I'm going to see what I, what's out there. So he he kind of said to me, he said, look, I, I've always wanted to open another location. I know you've always want, wanted to have piece, you know, a piece of the store, the company. He said, let's open another location. You own 50% of that location, and we just build an empire. So great. This is 2008. Hmm. Fantastic. So he said, look, in 2009, we'll start shopping real estate. In 2010, we'll open. Great. 2009 comes, we start looking at real estate, the, the economy starts taking a little bit of a shitter. 2010 comes, we still didn't look for real estate, then I'm pushing them, let's look for real estate, 2011, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, it's 2014 and nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. We didn't open another location, we didn't we didn't shop for nothing. And at that point, I said to him, I said, I'm, I gotta move on. He's like, what are you doing? What are you gonna do? I'm like, I honestly don't know. I really don't know. But the truth of the matter is, I don't wanna be a guy working for another guy for the next 20 years sure, of my life. Sure, You know, and, and at this point, I was in my, I was just turned 40, right, and or, or 41. I'm thinking to myself, if I don't do something now, when am I going to have the opportunity to do it? Now, the kicker is, is I, I have three kids. I have a mortgage. Oh, I was going to say, there's wife. always, you know, before anybody gets, you know, I can do that. Talk there's about, a flip side, talk, always. Talk about jumping out of an airplane and not knowing if your parachute's going to work. Mm-hmm. I up and quit. I mean, thank God my wife is was the most supportive person on the planet. And there are times where I didn't think I was going to make it after being on my own for a year or two. And I, I would look at her and say, honey, I got to go get a job. This is this is not working. Sure. And she's like, nope, you are not going out to get a job. You didn't do this to try and fail. Yeah. You know, and here we are, what, three years later than that. Now I've got the warehouse. I've got a business that sure. it, last year we did over a half a million dollars in our first year. Sure. You know, and, and but the thing is, is that you have to do something. 
You have to take the risk. You have to take, and it has to be calculated risk. I'm not telling somebody to go out and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go and try to be a rapper today. Yeah, you know probably I mean? not like, the best idea. No, I mean, you got to think practically. You know, if you're going to be a rapper, you could do it outside of your nine to five. Right. Like, I, for would, a while. I, I would love to be on, uh, you know, Navy SEALs, the television show. But you know what? I know that that shot, that opportunity to make that <laughs> that happen was really freaking long shot. So I did what I knew. I, I stayed in the watch business and I did something different in the watch business than anybody else is doing. But that's what I did. And, and you know, I had support and I had. I had, I guess I had a lot of balls. I mean, you you know. You got, like, I get a, I still, a year later, and I'm 20 fucking six and I get shit for that. Like, people are like, you know, dude, you're just going to quit your job? And, like, I yes. wasn't making that much money. Yes. Like, love love the nerds. Don't and, get me wrong. And here I was saying, Harrison, you got to quit. Quit your job. Yeah. I mean, you have to. You're, and you're, you're 26 years old, or at the yep. time, 25. You live with mom and dad. You've got a job. And, again, most people would be thrilled to have that job. Oh, and work, thrilled. And the work for the next 20 or 30 years, right? But you weren't that guy. And I had, like, it's not like I didn't have job security either. Like, I was going yeah. nowhere fast. Oh, yeah. They, they, they did not want to lose you at all. Um, and, and that's, I mean, when I opened this office, you would come and by. And shout out to James, by the way. He's, he's the OG. He helped me start the podcast. Very up. true. And sorry, James. Sorry I talked him into you leaving your company. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, 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 you would come here. I just I just rented this this space at the time. Yep. You yep. were working at Nerds. You would come by and bring a six pack just to hang out and BS and whatever. Yep. yep. And we would have these conversations. I'm like, dude, if you're gonna do it, do it when you don't have a mortgage. Exactly. Do it when you don't have a family. You know, do yep. it jumping out from the plane is only a hundred feet up. You could yeah, even you know? if you hit the ground, you'll be fine. Yeah. You're not jumping out ten thousand feet saying, Fuck, I only have fifty four seconds of falling. Look, if Baron Media folded tomorrow, you're not losing your house. Nope. You're not. You're not, not. I don't have kids to feed. You're not not feeding your children. You know, no yeah, wife to a, take care of. Yeah, but that's that's why the opportunity to do it now, and you could take all the risks in the world now. Yeah, you know, and and that's part of that's most of the reason why I did. I'm like, if I don't do it today, I will live the rest of my life knowing that I could have been so much dude, more successful. That was the determining factor of me pulling the trigger and quitting. Was if I don't do it now. When I'm 60 or when I'm 70 or when I'm 80. This is how we talk literally all day long, This by is the way. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. This is like not like we're just going to be on the podcast and make up some shit. This is how we talk all day no, long. No, no, I'll, I'll be in my office house <laughs> and be like, hey, dude, you ever think about the philosophy of, you know, what if you didn't do it, right? And next thing you know, he and I are sitting there bullshitting for an hour. Or John comes in my office and goes, you're eating lunch and watching a guy make food. <laughs> Explain to me how this works. He, he watches cooking YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> while he's eating. <laughs> anyway. Look, shout out to Binging with Babish and Alex, the French guy cooking. I will send this to them to see if they listen. I have no idea who they are. They but are. I, 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 awesome. trust, I, I don't like watching them. <laughs> so, but the, the point, what was I saying? The determining factor of when I left was like, do I want to be 80 or 90 years old and say, you know what? I probably could have done it, but I didn't, ha I didn't try. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather, I definitely would rather, and, and trust me, I'm only a year and a half into Watch Gage. Thank God it's on the right path, and I think that we we're in it for the long haul. But God forbid it fails. I'd rather fail and have tried, yeah, than never to have tried, yeah. You know, for because, sure. Because I mean, honestly, I don't know of many regrets that I have in my life, if any. And this would have been a big one if I didn't sure. do it. If I didn't try, it would have been sure. a huge regret. 
you know, yeah. because I've wanted to be in my own business since I was five years old. Yeah. You know, I mean, my, my mother's whole side of her family, every man in the family worked for the Long Island Railroad. My dad's side, every man worked for the long, uh, the uh, Lilco, the lighting company, the power yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and when I was graduating college, my dad's like, what do you mean you're not going to work for Lilco? <laughs> I said, well, gee, I just don't, I don't, that's not me. I don't want to get a job, put into my 401k, get a pension, and I mean, and God bless everybody who does that. Sure. And God, God it's not a bad life you're going to live. Absolutely. You know, not. you're going to do pretty damn good. And, and I have, I have so much admiration for everybody who does that. Internally, for me, it wasn't my personality, and um, and 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 I gotta say my, to my dad, my hero. He's he's absolutely my hero. My dad, my dad provided a phenomenal life for us, and he, they were very happy. If I was in those shoes, it just wasn't fulfilling to me. Sure. I think a big part of my identity is what I do. Yeah, right. Because I do. Dude, you got a tattoo of what you do. I do. And I'm I would. Going, hey. I, I think I'm. I'm gonna tweak the crown a little bit, just a little bit. And uh, once I do that, I think I'm gonna lock that in forever. What the the crown for Baron Media Group? Oh, so I've never <laughs> announced this before, but the crown actually means something. So Baron means nobility. Oh, if you're getting up, grab me that large bottle of Grey Goose and a seltzer. But so the the crown actually represents something, at least in my eyes, because I came up with it. So the crown, Baron means nobility. It comes from you know coming from nobility. So that's why I had the crown, and I don't have a family crest because I'm Polish, and we, they didn't do that, as far as I know. Um, and there's five points to the crown, one symbolizing all five kids, because I'm one of five siblings, or I have four other siblings, so it's five kids. Um, so that's what the crown is. The reason why it's black and white is because... That's how I live most of my life. It's either black or it's white. There's very little, if not any, gray area. It's either a good idea or bad idea. And here's why, and here's why. So that is the actual meaning of the crown. So I don't even think you know this. You know I have a crown tattooed on my back, right? Do you really? Yeah. I didn't know. How many points? Five. Oh, shit. Yeah, but you know what? When I got And Baron is five letters, weirdly enough. That is weird. So I, I got the crown... Because originally when I had my first my first child, my son, I wanted his name on my back. And I was trying to think of something where, like, you know, something that represented him. But he's, you know, he's an eight-pound little blob of meat, right? <laughs> so what represents that? Um, but I kind of looked at him as my little prince, right? Like my little, he's sure. like my little me, mini-me. So I figured, like, you know, I'll get a crown and, and put his name underneath it. You know, I'm thinking it's really, like, cool. And then I, my second son came along and put his name under that as well. Then... I'm watching, like, fucking Gangland one night. Oh, good show. Yeah. Intense. Well, I didn't know that a five-pointed crown was like the Latin Kings. So here uh, I am, a lily white guy walking down the beach with a five-point crown on my back. Oh, so you have, like, back. a nice crown on your back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Barometer <laughs> crown is not... And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, I, I literally, I walked, bedazzled in, out. I walked into my tattooer's shop one day, and it was probably, like, three years after I got this tattoo, I walked in, and I go, hey, um... You think you want to tell me that when I'm asking you for a tattoo, if it meant the fucking Latin Kings, you might say you might not want that tattoo. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, I also, you know, <laughs> just because they have a crown, I think that a five-pointed crown. Well, I don't think anybody would mistake me or you for a Latin King. For no. Them, so I think, that, I think we're all right. Dude, I could barely get through English, let alone <laughs> other languages. All right. I just, you know, that's what my crown symbolizes, but... 
you know, I know. And you just got a new tattoo, and you're getting more tattoos. Yeah, I'm going next Tuesday. I start again. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think this year I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna have some fun money yeah, to. I have, uh, I have that watch movement on my back and my arm. Yep. It goes. It goes from my the back of my shoulder, like actually almost the middle of my back to my to my elbow, and I'm gonna take that down to my wrist. You know what you're gonna do already? Yeah, more or less. Any logo? Any major company logos or no major company logos? Um, I'm gonna do the, the GT watch. Really? I probably could have guessed that one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, an idea just struck me about that watch, and we'll talk about it after the podcast. We can't talk cool. about it over here. Um, Is it going to make me a lot of money? I think so. Um, but, uh, yeah, John designs really high-end watches for people also, on top of it, uh, as a second business. So if you're a major company owner and you're looking for an exclusive watch for only a handful of individuals, he's probably the guy to talk to. Yeah. Um. But that's you know, I can't. I don't know what I'm gonna. I actually have a pretty good idea what I'm gonna do. So I have a I have a zodiac lion, and this podcast is totally not structured in any way, especially this one out of all of them. Obviously. Um. <laughs> but I have a lion. I have a zodiac lion on my shoulder, my back left shoulder, and I think I'm gonna put a sun around him, and probably some waves to symbolize the beach, and then. Possibly something for 9-11. I think I'm going to do an American flag over to uh, the city skyline. You know, even though I goddamn hate New York City. I hate being in New York City. I love the idea of New York City. Does that make sense? I like the symbolization of New York City. Um, the representation you know, and, and what it, you know, it's 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 the largest, greatest yeah. city in the world. It really is. It's, I like going to New York City. Actually, that makes sense. I like going to New York City. I hate doing things in New York City. Really? Like, does that make sense? Like... Work things. Work, th- oh, totally. If I have to go, I mean, so we're what? We're two hours door to door to almost anywhere in Manhattan. Yeah. Right? If you're if you're going in for work. We're almost so- two hours door to door from like anywhere on the East Coast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like if you really think <laughs> about much. it. We'd be Florida in minutes, two and a half hours. Yeah, we're yeah. 20 minutes from Islip. Not even, 15 minutes from Islip. It's t- probably 20 minutes through. You could get to like Georgia in an hour flight. Yeah. Like yeah. off the plane to, two, used, hour, two I hours. I used to fly to Boston all the time. It's pretty fucking. And we're two all, hours away from Montauk. I used to fly to Boston all the time. It was about 35, 30, 34, 35 minutes, I think it was. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, but you so drive, it's it. five and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, worth but, it. But, I, but go, getting back to the city, you, you, you know, if I, have, if I have one meeting in the city, right? I, it's a whole day. Dude, it's an awful day because you're you're two hours on the train. Then you got to take an Uber or a cab to wherever the, your meeting is from Penn Station. You know, you do your thing, and by the time you get there, you could be the cleanest person in the world when you get on that train. When you're getting off that train, for some reason, I feel filthy. Filthy. It's weird. It's like it's like like under your fi- your fingernails will be clean as can be. Yep. You get off a two hour train ride, and you got freaking dirt under your fingernails, and you're purposely not touching anything. So. But but you're right, and then then you go to your meeting and do what you do, right? And then all of a sudden, you, it's another two hours and change home. You it's a hundred dollars to get to fucking Boston from here. Yeah, on that's a plane. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's overpriced. I think so too. I think so too. Wild. Anyway. Yeah. So I I agree. City, I I love going to concerts. I don't feel dirty on the train. I feel no, dirty when right when off. I get into Penn Station. Yeah. And weirdly enough, I don't even feel that dirty in Penn Station. I feel dirty. Right at the exit of Penn Station, like that stairway up to it's weird air. It's like thick, hot. It's just n- nasty, turbulent, like turbulent and stagnant. 
I don't know how the fuck it works, but like I would imagine in my brain that it just goes around and around and around all yeah. day, but doesn't circulate with the outside air. And I, I and me saying this right now, I totally don't mean to offend anybody because again, it, it has nothing to do with 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 you guys. But I sit on that train in the morning. Let's say I have a, a meeting in the morning in New York City. I sit. On I won't that, take a. I won't take a meeting earlier than eleven a.m. I, I try not meeting. to. I try not to too. I try to. I try to avoid traffic both ways. The so. all, earliest I've been in New York City ever is for you. Nonetheless, yeah. Which one? Anyway. Well, we with the whole day and uh, oh we went yeah, to, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Aspirate with Spanish and Rob and everybody. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, but but I sit on that train and I look around, and again, I don't mean to be mean or anything like that, right? But these people, they sit on the train in this packed train, and you're like sardines, sure. and it's it's either super hot or it's freezing outside, and the cold air is coming in. You have this hot heat blowing, whatever. But these people sit on this train for two hours to work. Then they get on a subway and they go wherever they're going. Then they get off work, they get back, and they do another two hours and change. They're spending five hours, four or five hours per day in this coffin, you yeah. know, is what I feel it is. It's a, Yeah, and, you're dying. And you're literally spending your time dying. Five hours every week times 52 weeks a year times a 30-year career. Do you have any idea how much time you're losing of your life? Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, I when I, when I worked... You know, when I had a job, I was in Huntington. I was traveling from Sable to Huntington. And it was still, during rush hour, it could be an hour. But at least I could listen to an audio book. I could listen to talk radio or listen You're to music. You're in your own car. I, could, I can make phone calls. And, yeah, none of this stuff you could do on the train. And, you know, I, got, I, I would get business done from, let's say, 745 to mm-hmm. 845 during my ride to work. I would be calling vendors. I would be ca- talking to clients, whatever it may be. You can't really do that on the train because people look at you like you're an ass. You yeah, know? yeah. The uh, the the most fond memory, I think the right word is fond memory, I have of being on the train is I was coming home one day from New York City. It was it was kind of late at night. I want to say it was like eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. I don't remember exactly when. It was a very packed train though, and the only seat I could possibly find, and I went through several train cars, is next to this dude, and I'm like. Close to three hunch. This dude was close to like five awesome. <laughs> like, so you can imagine the two of us. Did these you, before, fucking. Before you sat, did you look at him and be like, "You think it'll hold both of us?" Oh, fucking yeah, <laughs> you're damn right I did. I'm like, I'm like, I I know I could fit if this dude just doesn't put his arm down. Like yeah. if if he can hold his meat wagon arm <laughs> up, we're good. Like yeah. I'll sit, you'll sit. We'll keep each other warm. Yeah, no, it was fucking hot. Like we're sweating. I my, my sweats like running down like a goddamn waterfall onto him. His sweats rolling onto my leg. Uh, I definitely need know that I am. Did you give Did you give him a promise ring before the end of the train oh, ride? Oh god, I was. I knew that at the end of this, I was gonna have to burn all my clothing as the moment I got home and shower outside of my house. And so I'm like, you know what? Nobody else sit next to this dude. Fuck it. I am, oh, I've been yeah. walking. I literally walked like three miles today because I didn't want to take an Uber because I felt advantageous and I didn't want to, you know, charge money for an Uber. So I'm like, all right, I'll just walk it. So I'm sweaty. This dude's sweaty. He's playing a fucking 
Nintendo Switch. Nothing against Nintendo <laughs> Switches because I want one. But he's like, he's got his arms plopped to his sides. It's resting on his gut, yeah. looking down with his quadruple chin. Nothing against super fat people. I'm just saying because I'm fluffy myself. But like, he could not have tried to occupy more space if he tried. Yeah, yeah. yeah Physically just- could not. And then there's my fluffy self roll, strolling over saying, eh. I could probably fucking squ- fit. I could fit in there. <laughs> so, so I duck myself in there. The the armrest of the train is digging it, into my sternum at this point. It's bending out into the hall, into the, into the aisle. I'm not even getting a full breath in my left lung. <laughs> sitting, sitting next to this. You know what you guys should have done? You should have coordinated breathing, right? Like, he breathes in and you breathe out. <laughs> Look, on every other second, we're going to breathe, okay? Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a three-legged race, but this is more about survival because uh, you have to breathe. Sur- oh my God, surviving! <laughs> I it was just, just yeah, this was. We could make a skit out of this. Oh, we we definitely could. We totally could. And so, I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm like, you, you know, you you expect the other person to give up at some point, like you know, when you're both trying to merge on the LA or any road, and you're both flooring it. And you know somebody's gonna somebody's bitch gotta out. Give, right. Somebody's it's, gonna fucking it's 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 parallel chicken. Yep. Somebody's gonna take their foot off the gas. Yeah. Well, of course I'm stubborn and he's stubborn, <laughs> so I just had to not breathe thoroughly the entire. And meanwhile, on top of all of this, it's muggy as fuck. It it probably you probably barely remember because you probably passed out somewhere along the way. From oh not my breathing. god, it was off. It was off. I was like, this is, and that was literally. One of the two deal breakers I've had in the train. Yeah. That was like the well, one one time where I was like, I don't care how much fucking money somebody's going to pay me. I will probably never work in New York City and commute. I'll tell you what, though. Now, I, I so I, I go into Astoria a bit for the urban gentry. Sure. And I take the train, and there's actually pleasure in it now. You know why? Because I do it so seldom that when I do it... You know that everybody else sit, is on there. I sit there, and I, I get a grin on my face. Not Maybe not... You know, maybe not a visible grin to everybody else, sure. but I get this grin in my head that I don't have to do this shit for another three weeks. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I mean, the, our office, our your your office and my office is a half a mile from either of our homes. Yep. yep. Right. Like, like if you leave, if if everybody leaves work, right, and they realize, oh, I forgot my. This is how close we live. Just so people really have an idea, I've literally been in my bedroom. When the alarm company calls because something got messed up in the office when I said it and left. Yeah. I've literally gotten home, taken my shoes off, washed my hands. And, and it's, a, it's a 60 second delay. Yeah. So you've, you've walked out of the door. Yep. You walked into your house. You've climbed into bed almost. And, and then, the alarm, then they call me. The alarm goes off. So you're you're literally home within a minute. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I can make it to the office in a minute if I don't hit cross traffic <laughs> the brakes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally it's just that cl- it's that yeah. convenient no it's and so it's and and i hate everybody listening is gonna be like you guys are dicks i hate you um but Dude, i had somebody offer me for a free office space literally triple the sizes and it was 15 minutes away i go nah it's not nah. better than what i got right now <laughs> they're yeah. like what do you mean i'm like i'm a minute from home if i get shit housed hammered i could just sleep in my office one two go to another bar Three, go to the firehouse. You can walk. Or four, I could crawl home. I could literally crawl home without getting blisters on my knees. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's that close. I mean, I get get all the way to the office and be like, holy crap, I forgot my MacBook, which is like vital to me. (laughs) I get here, I'm like, oh, and 
I turn around. I get out of the parking lot. I 60 seconds, I'm in my house, grab my MacBook, and another 60 seconds, I'm back in That's our parking lot. Crazy. It's insane. It, that is, you know. I can get home faster than I can walk next door to get coffee. Yes. Yes, you <laughs> literally can. I know. And the building is literally a hun- not even 100 yards Which away. Which is why we're here now. You know, my wife and my kids, they go to bed a little bit earlier than me. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going out, going back to the office and banging in some work. You know, it's and yep. I do this. We do. You know, I come back. You're here at eleven o'clock yeah. at night, but I do it because it's so damn close. If if my office is twenty minutes away, there's no way I'm leaving my house at ten o'clock at night to go work for an hour. Yeah, right. So yeah. I'm a freak too. I'm up all night. Me too. I I'm I, I go to bed between midnight and one o'clock every night, and I'm up at five thirty every morning. I can't do the five thirty, man. Like I, I don't I, have a choice. I did six a.m. today and. So the guy Jim, who and he's going to be on the podcast, so I can say his name. So my buddy Jim, who runs the network, the business network in Cooperman, mm-hmm. um, he texted me this morning at like six fifteen, and I'm like laying in bed, like fuck, I gotta get out of bed. I've only been sleeping for like five hours, and like some of you might be like, oh, you sleep for five hours? I sleep that night much every night, bro. I don't have a four hour commute every day. I'll t- I'll take that shit right. to the bank and sleep for four hours. Absolutely, it still worked my day. And then I don't have kids and i have a girlfriend who requires little attention so i can do other things yeah so i'll work extra and like i he texted me this morning i'm like tell me this dude's about to tell me we're canceling the meeting for it's too cold and he texts me he's like i'm gonna miss the podcast today i'm like i'm not sure if i'm mad or happy but like i'm kind of was kind of really hoping for sleeping in for at least a couple more hours but I know, and today's not bad. It's going to catch up to me tomorrow. Yeah. And then tomorrow I'm going to be like, fuck, yeah. I need more sleep. You know, you know what happens to me is is I'll, I'll go two, three, four weeks of doing this midnight or, or 12.30 to 5.30 thing. And then all of a sudden, just one night, I'll walk in the house, we'll eat dinner, and 8.15, I'm like, I'm going to bed. Yep. And I'll wake up at, you know, 5.30 the next morning, and I just slept Two and a half times longer than I normally sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, last this past weekend, um, I think we got we went out to dinner. We did a couple things, but we got home. It was maybe nine o'clock, and I just looked at my wife, and she goes, "Go to bed." <laughs> right? She just saw it in my eyes. Yep. I, was, I was glazed over. <laughs> yeah, that's I went that to, time. <laughs> by the time I fell asleep, it was probably nine thirty. I woke up the next morning at nine thirty. Twelve hours. Yeah, but the worst part of it is for about three or four hours after I woke up, it was almost like I was drunk. It was, I was yeah. I could not wake up. I was in a fog. Yep. And and I hated that feeling because like too much sleep and yeah, you're not used to it. You know, when you're knocking back beers, you know, you expect to feel that way. Yeah. When you're trying to wake up, yep. you know, and trying to get the day going, you know, and, and it wasn't until, you know, my son's hockey game that I sure. coach where I was on the bench, I'm like, man, now I'm finally awake because now my adrenaline's sure. going. But yeah. Are we allowed to talk about marijuana on this? It's your show, man. I, I know, but yeah. like you're probably gonna send this out to some people. Yeah, no, so, I, we'll talk about it. I, this is this is so my favorite thing, and this is gonna sound ridiculous, but my favorite thing is smoking a ton of weed before going to bed. And yes, I smoke pot, marijuana enthusiast. Um, I am not. No, John's not. Not, <laughs> and I will swear on that. No, John's I, not. I, yeah, I, honestly, um, I, I can't. I, I sort of wish I could, but I can't. So I'll like in my bed, and I'm not a stoner, but like I'm just a goddamn night owl and i can't like there's times where it's two o'clock in the morning and i'm literally ready to run not very far because i can't run very far but like (laughs) i'm still ready like i'm just energized and 
I'll smoke a ton of weed and I'll go to bed and I wake up in the morning and I'm like groggy, but like weirdly super happy. Like, like I wake up and I have this like deep and this sounds so stoner like, but like I have this deep appreciation for like waking up and being awake and like in the moment. And this might this is going to sound even more weird, but like. (laughs) You wake up and like you're kind of like still high almost. It didn't like go away and you're like, you're laying in bed. You're like, oh my god, these blankets feel so good and like I'm, like I'm so warm. And then you have this appreciation of like, I could literally be. It's literally twenty degrees outside and I'm nice and toasty warm on a goddamn cloud mattress with these delightful blankets, this super soft pillow, and like it really makes you appreciate. What you have. Yeah, but you just nailed down why stoners are such unmotivated, oh, lazy. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, because, because they're in a perpetual state of, oh every, shit, I don't want to get up and do anything. Everything's great. But yeah. like, I'm excited. Like, I love getting up. Like, my favorite, I, as crazy as it sounds, like, now that I own my own business and I have like literally no commute and I've surrounded myself with the most amazing absolutely fucking amazing people in the face of this earth i really this is a testimonial to how good my friends are and this is just people that people can see so the i bartend one day a week sometimes two days a week if they need somebody and one of the girls at the bar was like holy fuck how many friends do you have i've literally never seen any of these people and you're high-fiving hugging kissing these people on the cheeks where did they come from? I just have the most amazing friend group on well, the face of the earth. That's that's not only testimonial to your friends. That's that's testimonial to you, because first of all, I don't even want to tell you what I was doing at 26 years old, because I was doing. Oh, nothing. I know exactly <laughs> what you were doing, but that's not I was, I was doing nothing. I was I was enjoying life to the fullest at 26 years old, and but you, as as much as you just made yourself sound like a stoner who wants to stay in bed all day, sure. that is actually the opposite of what you actually are, because you are you are setting meetings every minute of the day. You are going like there are days I'm like, dude, you come into the office? No, I got to be in Hicksville at 8 a.m. and then I have <laughs> to go over to Plainview, and from there I got to go over to Huntington and then out all to Riverhead. Over. And then by two o'clock, I have to be sure I'm back in Bayport. And then I got to go back out to, you oh, know, dude, Wanta. And, but that's like every day, you know, and, and, but you're, I, when I, you know, my buddy JP, sure, sure. first of all, JP is, is he's got to come on the show, by the way, he's got to come on the he's, show. He will, he, he will, you, force him into it. you remind me of JP 25, 20 years ago, because he has always been like that, that guy. If, if I needed anybody for anything if i need an insurance guy if i needed this if i needed that dude that dude knows everybody and i'm not talking like a phone call away like we're gonna help you make the sale no this is a good friend of his this is a they're almost guaranteed to pick up unless they're in a meeting their wife is in labor or their kid is in the hospital and not only that when they pick up pick up because you're a friend of jp they'll bend over backwards for whatever you need oh absolutely and but but you're the same way and when when JP came to the office, I was saying to him to him on the phone on the way here, I'm like, you have to meet Harrison. I'm like, dude, he is one of the only people in the world that knows close to as many people as you do and is genuinely liked by as many people as you are. <laughs> Appreciate so, it. So, no, it's true because 
but but you're out there. You're, you're always looking to help people. You're always looking to hook people up. You're always looking to, whether it's business or personal, it's like you're, you're like, look, I got a guy for that. I know somebody for this. I can help you with here. And then, and then on the same token, like, for instance, when I need insurance, I was going down to uh, Washington, D.C. I was bringing about $100,000 worth of watches with me. Sure. And I realized that I l- really didn't care about it, but I let my, insurance, my business insurance lapse. And we were leaving the next morning. And it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're like, oh, hold on a second. You made a phone call. By 4.30 that afternoon, I had insurance. Yeah. On a Friday. Yep. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, and Shout out to my buddy Anthony Darienzo. Totally. Anthony, it was, a, it was a huge hookup. Literally but, called him and was like, he's like, dude, I'm about to leave. Why, what's up? And I was like, dude, I need my buddy. My buddy needs insurance, like, ASAP. So he and I got on the phone. You handed me the phone. And I said to him, like, look, bro, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm bringing, like, $100,000 worth of watches, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, John, he goes, nobody can get a policy written in a half hour on a Friday afternoon. I said, well. At the end of the day. It's not even like breakfast. It was was legitimately 4 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock. And and he's like, I said, look, is there any way you can make it happen? He's like, you're Harrison's boy. I goes, I'll try. And sure as shit, a half hour later, he goes, he goes, what's your credit card number? And I go, you got me a policy? He goes, done. All I need is your credit card number. And so, But the, the point of the whole story is that. Because you're out there hustling, because because you're working your tail off, because you're helping people help themselves and help others, that all comes back. It's karma. Yeah. So that's, uh, And we're not going to get into a religious conversation by any stretch of the imagination, sure. but that is part of my belief in faith in, if, in, and fate and fate and faith is that you you genuinely put out great vibes and those vibes come back. Sure. Everything that has ever happened in my life, as awful as some things have happened, and as awful as of a time I was going through at certain times, I wouldn't take any of that back because, in my opinion, every single thing has worked out for the better, and I believe that was a hand stronger than mine. Sure. You know? Sure. I mean, whether it was whether it was the loss of a house that we put money down on, that we were heartbroken we didn't get, or, or, or even the loss of my sister— Sure. Not that that worked out for the better by any stretch, of but <laughs> I mean, but but it just everything, every step of the way in my life has panned out to work out better in the long run, you know. And whether no matter what happens in my life now, the most awful things can happen, with the exception of something happening to my family and friends. Awful things can happen. And I, I take them very, very calmly because I truly believe that no matter what happens, it's going to work out for the better. And it always uh, yeah, does. Yeah, it always does. Always oh, does. That, and oh, that's the other thing that I think that, you know, going back to that wall situation where, you know, the losers or the, the less successful always... Uh, blame, 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 blame. victim, you know, oh, you know, you got it better than me, you know. I went and fucking got it is what exactly, happened. Exactly. You know, it... Yeah. It, it's you know so i mean what are you doing what did you do you know you listen to a, you read a lot of business books you listen to a lot of motivational kind of stuff and youtubers and things like that i'm sure you've heard it a million times because it's something i heard 30 years ago life is 20 percent of life or 10 percent of life is what happens to you the remaining percentage is how you handle the situation oh, absolutely. now you know somebody can kick you what do you do to, to like to change Sure. The outcome. Sure. You can go and kick him back, or you can end up hugging the dude. Yeah. Either way, it's your reaction, no matter how it is, whether it's business, whether it's personal, 
the way you handle it and your attitude and the way you handle people is going to determine that outcome. Yeah. It's not it's not what happened to you. Yep. That happened. It's how you're going to handle that. And and you know, that's it's there's there's have to there's a situation stuff. for everything, you know. There you know, if you get jumped, well you know, you got you got jumped. Okay, you're gonna. There's always cause and effect. Right. The causes you got jumped. It doesn't matter why you got jumped, but what did you do yesterday? What'd you do the day before? What'd you do the day before? That's gonna prevent you or help you succeed in that situation. Same thing with business. You're gonna go to a meeting. Sure. You're gonna go to this sale. You're gonna go to that sale. What did you do three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve? You know, three months prior to that happening to make you better for that day. Yeah. You know, I'm literally obsessed with optimizing life. Like, uh, when I say obsessed, I mean like freakishly obsessed to the point where I went out today and bought a fucking air purifier so I could breathe better in my room because that might make me sleep better. Yeah. And I'm having a conversation with my girlfriend and she's like, why the fuck did you spend that much money on an air purifier? I'm like, I can't wait to get the fucking Roomba. She's like, for what? One room? I'm like, yeah. yes. She goes, why would you do that? I go, because the 20 fucking minutes a day or week or, or month, whenever I decide to vacuum, however infrequent it is, I will save to not have to do a task is out like... This is what... And this is just what I'm realizing. The poor focus on money, the rich focus on time if i can save myself more time i'm winning and and as long as you take that time and do something productive with mm-hmm. it right like you save all the time in the world if you're gonna you know if you're gonna sit and play Fortnite, you know which yep. you which you do but <laughs> I, absolutely i will not no, like i'm I, I i don't i've heard i don't know where i heard the term but I use the term time thief, right? Like sure. a person can be a time thief. Mm-hmm. You know those people who, whether they call you up or they show up where you are. Sure. And the phone rings and you see their name and you're like, ah, oh, shit. You, or you probably heard my call, uh, what was it, yesterday with, yesterday, the day before that with Big Brothers Big Sisters? I don't know if you heard it. I No, but you t- you t- I heard you say something afterwards. The uh, So I'm considering possibly being a mentor for Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Which is absolutely amazing. And so the so just right off the bat, one of the girls was like, you know... You know they do background checks, right? Yeah, I'll come up and clean <laughs> just it. You know, I, I just admitted to smoking pop or whatever. <laughs> <You're not right. laughs> She's like, have you ever been convicted? I'm like, no. And I was no, like... No, Nisha said, no, I've never been caught. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mentoring somebody. so uh, Or possibly mentoring somebody. So she's like, uh, so we have this training and it, you know, these are the couple days that you could pick. And I'm like... Look, I appreciate the invite, but there is a no financial commitment to any of this. And she's like, yeah. And I go, just in my past experience, if there's no financial commitment, you're attracting the lower level class people. And it's nothing against those people. I'm totally all in for free stuff, but I'm not in for wasting my time. No. Like, I, you know, and... She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, if all these people are going to go to this and they're going to ask silly, stupid questions that they obviously know the answers to, I do not want to be there. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I will if I have to, to help help a child. I would rather volunteer to an organization like that. I would rather rather volunteer and have to pay $350 to get into that class. Yep. Because you know the people who are there are going to be serious. Very serious. And you know what? This is a good good business lesson, too, because – Let's say, for instance, 
I said to you, hey, I want to start a business with you, right? So, you, let's say you've got money. I know you have money to invest. So I want to start a business with you. It's going to cost hundred grand to start that business. And you say, all right, well, what, what are the terms? And I said, well, you put in the money and I'll, you know, I'll put in the sweat equity. Sure. That is the dumbest investment for you to make in the world. Yep. The reason being is if I have nothing to lose, you're not gonna. I'm not it. gonna. I'm not gonna give it my all. I am not gonna give it my all. It's not me so rare that you find somebody that's as committed as you are. Not me personally. I'm saying as a general rule, if if I don't care if it's it could be five thousand dollars. If I if I'm investing a hundred grand into a business, sure. Let's say I'm doing it with you. I don't care if you put in five grand or fifty grand. Right? It's just skin in the game. It's skin in the game because if your money's not involved, how you, involved are you? How are, you can walk away. You can get a job offer for 250 grand and say, sorry, John, I got to take this and yep. walk away. The, not that five grand will hold you there, but at least if you put it in, I know you're committed and I know that you're it's serious. Gonna, it, yeah, you're going to be in it because not only do you want to make that five grand back, you want to make back 10 times, 100 times. And it doesn't have to be five grand. No. If you have 2,500 in the bank, front the 2,500. You gotta be fucking poor to know how bad you want it. Right. Like, I mean, like John and I had this conversation today. I was fucking broke, like, like to the like point, thirty dollars left in the bank. Yeah, like I'm watching my bank account, and I'm like, F- I don't know how much longer I could live out this whole business thing. We might have to close up shop in a little while because we gotta pay off bills, and sh- you know, not that I have that many that much money no. in bills but it was like almost to the point and like i started and i had my my hopes set super super high and it like kind of all rained down it was like bills and and loans and and student loans and this and this and this and yeah you, you just know. you just wake up and you feel like there's a wave coming on top yep of you. and you're yeah. like fuck and like, I don't, how I, do i get honest, out of this honestly I've been through it with Watchgate. You've seen me go through it with Watchgate. Oh, absolutely. Where, where there have been times where I've got $100,000, $150,000 in the bank. But then there are other times where, you know, I spent money on inventory, invested in this and that, and to, to make the business bigger and better. Like, I, I all of a sudden... got to invest money. All of a sudden, I have an opportunity to buy $30,000 worth of these watches that I know are going to sell in a minute and put 60000 in my bank account. And I can't pull the trigger because I don't have any cash. Yep. And I'm, I'm like, my stomach's turning because holy, sh- like, I know there's money on the table right now, and, and you can and, make it. And not only that, what the fuck did I do to get to this point where I can't just give him mm-hmm. thirty grand, right? So, it, it's, it. My feeling is, and and it goes back to the whole thing of of like looking at things that happen to you and how you react to it, because I would take. Those experience, and I would never erase them. Every time something like that happens, it makes me work harder. It makes me appreciate everything in this business more. You know, so, like, for instance, if I know that I'm hitting the bottom of the barrel, I know for a fact that if I work extra hard this week, I could put a lot more money in the bank account. Sure. Right? So, so I, I hit, I hit, I, I was getting low on cash a couple weeks ago, getting very low on cash. And I'm, I'm, I'm busy because I run 100% of my business. I do the web development. I do the inventory. I do everything. I write all the bills. I do all the social media. I do all the marketing. I do every bit of it. There are times where my time gets pulled away from what makes me money. What makes me money is being putting out YouTube videos, putting out Instagram posts, putting out Facebook. The social media aspect makes me money. Sure. If I get stuck doing other stuff, like putting inventory onto my website, 
It's daunting. My sales. And there's no money. My sales, yeah, go down. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at my bank account. I'm like, holy shit. I need to make some money. So then all of a sudden, I go and bang out one or two YouTube videos. I, I, I put together a week's worth of Instagram posts and Facebook posts, and I start pumping that stuff out. Next thing you know, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yep. I've got my Shopify app on my phone. It's fantastic. Every time I know. Watch Cage makes, makes a sale. Cha-ching. I love it. I'll be driving in the car with my kids, right? And all of a sudden, cha-ching. I look at my kids and I'm like, yeah. You know, like <laughs> you know, and, and, and this more hockey. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we get new new sticks, new pads. No, like this this week I did I did the NTH uh I had I had like 80 watches I put up on my site that were already sold. So for three days, my phone was cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Oh, it's the best noise yeah. in the world. Yeah, today's what? Today's the 15th, January 15th. I've already passed my best month ever. That's awesome. In this one month. That's awesome. Yeah, so, you know. But but a lot of that goes back to me being able to dedicate the time to do what I need to do that brings that money in. Yep. Right? So when you, this whole thing started with you saying that, you know, you'll get the Roomba so it saves you that 20 minutes a day of vacuuming or whatever it may be. Yep. Take that twenty minutes and do something with it. Do find out what works. Yep. What makes what makes that progress? And nobody does this all the time. Unless yeah. you're Tony Robbins or, or Gary V, you know, people need downtime, right? Absolutely. You need it. You need no downtime. No matter I don't care who you are, you need downtime. You need downtime. And, but on the same token, you like I wake if I wake up in the morning and let's say I'm wiped out, I get my kids on the bus, all I want to do is climb back in bed. Yeah. But then the thought occurs to me that nobody's making me money. Yep. Not a single person's making me money but me. So I look at that bed. I'm like, crap, I got to make that bed. Uh-huh. And I make the bed. I get ready. I come to work yep. because it, it's it's not going to happen unless I make it happen. The uh, So Brian, Brian Carp. And he's been on the show before, and I don't know if you met him because he was here at 5 a.m. Said it best. He's like, I wake up at 4, 3.45, 4 a.m. every single day because I know that my competition is tucked away in bed. Yeah. And he goes, it feels so good getting up and you know, getting after it at that hour because they're sleeping. They're not, they're not doing their homework. They're not, you know, there are, you know, by the time they're w- awake, I'm already, He's already five hours ahead of them. Well, that's so that's I'm a night owl like you, right? So I come I come to the office at nine nine thirty ten o'clock at night for the sure. same it's exact, eleven eighteen at the night. Same exact reason. I know the people that are out there that are trying to trying to bypass what I'm doing, trying to do better than I'm doing. I know that they are sitting on the couch right now watching CSI. Yep. yep. You know, or Property Brothers or some shit. Sure. They, they I come because when I'm when I come here at nine ten o'clock at night. Nobody's nobody's ringing my phone. Yep. The emails that are coming through are not important. Important or or they are very important. Or, I was going to say that. Or it's that client saying, "Hey, I really want this particular watch. Can you tell me about this, that, and the yep. other?" And next thing you know, I'm giving that dude a half hour of attention, like back and forth emails, and he's like blown away that it's eleven nineteen yep. and I'm blowing. Emails. I've answered like, emails at two a.m. while oh, I'm taking sure. a piss. I did have one of those chat boxes on my website. Yeah. And I've woken up at two in the morning after being asleep for an hour and sitting up for an hour going back and forth. That to me was a little excessive. So yep. I ended up getting rid of that uh, chat box. But the bottom line is that what your buddy does at four in the morning, I'm doing it at ten o'clock at night. Yep. You yep. know, and I'm the same way. I would love nothing more than to get up at four o'clock and go to the gym 
you know, come home, sure, sure. get dressed, and then be in the office by five or something. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I, I was watching something. I think it was Wahlburgers or something. I'm a big fan of Wahlburgers. I don't know if you've seen that show. No. Um, it's one of the few shows that I'm, I DVR religiously. Um, it's about the Wahlberg family and Donnie and, and Mark and whatever, their whole family. But one of these episodes was showing uh, Mark Wahlberg's routine. That dude wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning. 3 a.m., that dude is out of bed. He's obviously has a very big house or whatever he's got, mansion. But he's got a personal trainer that shows up at his house at 3.15 in the morning. They eat like some crazy protein breakfast. Sure. They work out. They're they're in the gym by 3.30 or 3.40 in his house. He's ripped, by the dude, way. Well, I, now I know why. Because that dude's up at 3 o'clock in the morning so he can work out. That dude works out like two or three times a day. But he also has a nutritionist and a cook and everything. Sure. So, so he's got a very regimented plan of his workout, of his, you know, his, his All his laid diet. out for him. And look, I could look like fucking Brad Pitt, too, if I had, you know, all that mm-hmm. time and training and, you know, all that. Sure. St- I could be as ripped as him in Fight Club, too, if I had that. But the bottom line is that that was inspirational for me. That sure. dude's up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And he said, he goes, I do this so I could look like this so I could star in movies like that. Yep. Right? He... He's out there doing this when his competition, his other people who are acting, sleeping, are, relaxing, dude, they're sleeping, they're out partying, whatever. Most of those, most of those guys are probably going to bed four hours after he already worked out once. You know, absolutely. You know, uh, Kevin Hart and and The Rock are huge proponents of that, and and yeah. I followed them for a little while. Just because big big fan of The Rock, what a dude! Both of them, you know, they're I, just. You I don't know, know much about Kevin Hart. I think he's funny. They're uh-huh. the de- like they are the definition of hustle. Like when people talk about like hustling, you know, they are working harder than everybody else. Around everybody, them. you know, Kevin Hart is doing Instagram stories at three in the morning, mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, where's my trainer? Oh, he's he's late. He's sleeping in. Yeah, you know, where am I? I'm at the gym. You know, yeah. same thing. The Rock's doing the same thing. You yeah. know, oh, where's where's my trainer? Oh, you know, he he's showing up on time. Well, I've been here for fifteen minutes working out already. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah, just he like, already did fifteen of cardio. You, you know, you're like fuck, dude. Yeah. Like you're so yeah. you're so ahead of the game yeah and then i'm like i'm not i'm just not a morning person and i don't know if that's an excuse or not but like there's times where i'm in here till you know 12 1 2 in the morning you know just hammering away and you know if somebody crept up behind me and was like what the fuck are you doing you'd like you'd probably be like this kid's doing nothing all day because it looks like i do nothing all day but no but you're banging out tons of but it's like it's crazy where i'm like i'll literally walk out of the office and this is part of loving your job and loving what you do is like, I'll walk out of the office and be like, ah, fuck, I feel like I got nothing done today. And then I'll, you know, sit down with my girlfriend or sit down with like friends and, you know, like, oh. what'd you do today? And you rattle off a thousand things that you yeah, did. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, you're busy. I'm like, I feel like I could have done more. Like, I, I just didn't do enough. Yeah. Well, like, you're, you're, you're funny because you will be sitting here banging out, banging out work, banging out work, banging out. All of a sudden, I'll walk in and you're like, you're getting around to Fortnite. Yeah. Right. And, but you're like, but that's your downtime. Yeah. Right. Like where, 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 you know, the old lady at the IRS takes her 15 minute break to go have a cigarette. Yeah. You know, you, you're sitting there, you just know, play you, video you, games, you play yeah. video games for literally for like 10 minutes. You'll do yep. it yep. just to, just to, just to like kind of reset. Yep. And that's cool. That's, I mean, that, that gets you in that mode, but you really, you, you were always, always working. And sure. that's, and that's, look. And like, this is the definition of work. You know, whether or not you think that I work hard, because I have friends, I have some haters out there. But last night. Dude, my wife breaks my balls. She goes, Are you kidding? You guys are playing darts. I'm no, like, it's not a. No, like, we. Wrong. Take, we take, <laughs> she's not necessarily wrong, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no, but but you and I'll be banging out work, bang like we'll be like entrenched in work. All of a sudden, it's like Harry, you want to play five minutes of darts? Yeah, okay. But that's yep. our reset. That's yep. our. Yep. That's like you you can't sit and stare at a computer screen no, for 11, you gotta, 12, yeah. 13 hours straight. Like last night, John was here and, and my buddy Ryan and, and my buddy Tyler showed up and I shout out to Tyler for making the lamp. I was here like one thirty last night. Yeah, yeah, you were here late. And uh, I literally fried my computer like fried <laughs> last night trying to update the BIOS. And it's been a while since I've been a tech, uh, a techie. So, you know, I still am a techie, but. For anyone that knows my past and where I started, and you've been listening since day one, it's been a while since I fully reset a computer and updated BIOS and the whole nine. And literally was sitting there last night and fried my computer. I'm like, fuck. And not that I lost anything, and I never have a fear of losing anything because I built my business correctly. Um, thank God I know as much as I do about technology. And once again, shout out to James Rocker. Um, but literally fried my computer. I'm like, I'm not fucking leaving until this thing's back up and, and running. You did. You, you, and. Literally one hour later, computer back to working state where every program's installed, all my all my apps are logged in, every da- you know every download, every installation, you know, fully rebooted the whole nine, and walked out. And my buddy Ryan is like, "Are you done?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Did you do what you need to do?" I'm like, "No, I fried my computer, but like, I can work tomorrow. Like, I don't have sure. to waste." You know, if if thank God I'm not a regular guy who was like. Who would be totally screwed? Well, you're a doer, man. Just look at look at. All right, so when I started Watch Gauge, right, like Richard Branson, I've seen this meme. Dude's a savage. He is a savage. I've seen. He's this, got a fucking bathroom. Dude, he's, he's got, got he's got an island. Yeah, his he has toilet a Caribbean island. overlooks the island overlooks the island in the ocean. I'm like, that how, dude's how bathroom game be? is on full I, I leak. Li- I literally want to have a throne on the beach so I can sit there and take a poop. While I'm watching the beach, that's yeah, what that dude does. That's the goal. I mean, that's that's he's a baller. So, but that's he, my I've definition seen, of I've winning. Seen, I've seen <laughs> winning with a capital W. Um, I've For seen sure. <laughs> I've seen this meme of his, a picture of him, right? That somebody created this meme, but it's it's a quote of his that if somebody asks you if you can do something, even if you don't know how, and I'm paraphrasing, even if you don't know how, say yes and figure it out. Right? Oh, absolutely. So, so when I when I was starting Watch Gauge, I had a I had an investor, right? And and they're like, "Well, do you know how to do the website?" I'm like, "Yeah." "Well, do you know how to do social media?" "Yeah." "Well, do you ha- do you know how to do it, build a YouTube channel?" "Yeah." All of these things I I knew nothing of. Oh, absolutely. I didn't I I never I never so much as built a single page on a web page. I've never been on camera. Like when I say not on camera, at Christmas time, when somebody's walking around with that big old VHS yep. on their shoulder, I'm getting behind VHS, it. you're dating yourself. Yeah, big time. I'm getting <laughs> behind the camera. Like, I'm not, I wasn't that guy. So I didn't know how to be on camera. I didn't know how to edit video. I didn't know anything about social media. I did not have a single social media channel when I started WatchGage. Sure. So when my financial... I remember that. When my financial partners... Yeah, you're like, you don't have Instagram? I'm like... What the fuck am I going to look at somebody's pictures for? Yeah. Right. So why would I waste that time? Why would I at... waste my time staring at somebody's pictures? But <laughs> I didn't and I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have any of that. Sure. My financial partner said, Well, do you know how to do all the social media stuff? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And sure. they're like, all right, let's do it. And they lent me money to start Watch Cage. Next thing you know, I'm like, holy crap. I don't know how to build a watch. <laughs> this shit's uh, real. I don't know how to build a website. I don't know how to shoot video or edit video. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't even know if I can be on camera without crapping myself. Yeah. And I sat up night after night after night after night watching YouTube videos on how to build websites. Sure. 
how to build an Instagram, how to build a Facebook, how to build a a YouTube, how to edit videos. Even today, if I want to know how to do an overlay on an edited video, I do like I'll jump. But now I've got skill sets that I've learned in the last year and a half that I that are valuable 10 times more than I built over the 15 years prior. Yep. Right. So my my 15 years prior figure shit out, figure it out. Right. And and now I'm actually on the verge of launching a YouTube channel that I think is going to be monstrous for the watch industry. Sure. And a year and a half ago, I would have been like, I don't have any urge to even be on social media. Yeah. So but it's dude, it's crazy. The 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 opportunity to to carve my own path and build my own business presented itself. I told him I could do it. I had no idea how, and I figured it out because that's your opportunity. So that, to me, is a huge difference between somebody like you and I and sure. a lot of other people. When your computer fried, you said, I am going to sit here and figure it out. You know, you could have easily taken that that tower and brought it over to yeah. Nerds and handed it to one of, the, one of the tech guys and say, get this up and running. Instead, you sat here for three or four hours last night, so you could hit the ground running this morning. Sure. You know, I, I fried my MacBook. I lost everything. Everything. And, I, and you had a lot of shit saved on there nonetheless. And I didn't cloud it, man. I did not, I did not have it floating on the interweb there where I could <laughs> just say, oh, let's bring that back. I, <laughs> I, I... I could have taken that MacBook and and Hillary Clinton did. I could have smashed it with a hammer. <laughs> I could have smashed. I could have acid washed it and smashed it with a hammer, and that's basically what I did to it. So I I didn't have a choice. I ended up I I I'm I can't even tell you the amount of steps I went through. Oh, and the it was amount a of, nightmare. And the amount of tech shit I had to learn in 12 hours to yep. get that MacBook fully restored, yep. which I did. And mind you, I'm not a tech dude. Yeah. I was sweating bullets. My, dude, my armpit smelled so bad that I afternoon. I can only imagine. Because of the amount of I didn't anxiety. even want to go to your office. I could feel oh, the stress. The, you cut that shit with a knife. The anxiety and the stress that I had was not like nothing else. But, but getting back to earlier point, it's the way you react to it. It's not what just freaking happened to me. What did I just do to myself? What am I going to do about it? Sure. And... Like you last night with your with your machine and with my Mac, you, you figure it out. Absolutely. And worst case scenario, worst 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 case scenario, that computer's fried or my MacBook's fried or whatever it is is, that's not the end of the world. Rebuild. Yep. Right. Rebuild and and conquer. Absolutely. The, uh, it you know it it's it's a shame to see how many people get so discouraged. So quickly yeah. when they can't figure something out, and and I've been there, man. I can't. Oh, I can't, absolutely. You can't, you can't. You can't look at that person and and look down on them. It's not how many times we've you've been fu- there. You know, this sounds so cliche because I fucking hate this line. It is so line. cliche, but it is cliche for a reason. But it's not how many times you get kicked down. It's how many times you get back did up you, again. Do you did you see that clip? I just saw it uh, a couple of days ago. It was it was floating around on Instagram or, or Facebook or something. Um, it's Rocky talking to his kid. No. Oh my God! I wish I had my MacBook in front of me right now. I look it up. Look up. Look up Rocky's Rocky inspirational to his kid or something on like YouTube. But this, and and if you can put your put your um, microphone to it, because it's it's really truly epic. Oh wow! It comes right up to his son, 
Oh, it's let four me, minutes. It's long. Hold on. Let me see it. Yeah, it's him talking yeah. over the street. Look for it. Yeah, hit the three minute ten one. And you, I mean, it's worth the three minutes. Put your mic up to that. Living with you hasn't been easy. People see me, but they think of you. Now with all this going on, this is going to be worse than ever. It don't have to be. No, sure it does. Why? You got a lot going on, kid. Well, what, my last name? That's the reason I got a decent job. That's the reason why people deal with me in the first place. Now I start to get a little ahead. I start to get a little something for myself. And this happens. Now I'm asking you as a favor not to go through with this, okay? This is only going to end up bad for you. And it's going to end up bad for me. You think I'm hurting you? Yeah, in a way you are. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do. I know that's not what you want to do, but that's just the way that it is. Don't you care what people think? Doesn't it bother you that, that people are making you out to be a joke and that I'm going to be included in that? Do you think that's right? Do you? You ain't going to believe this. But you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's going to be the best kid in the world. This kid's going to be somebody better than anybody ever knew. Just watching every day was like a privilege. Did the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world? And you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame. Like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Boom. That right there is uh, is exactly what we're talking about. I'm always going to love you no matter what. Now he gets a little saucy. No matter what happens. You're my son. You're so, my so for those listening, Harry just you're walked out to uh, hit the bathroom throwing the most important part. <laughs> but basically, he says to him, he goes, it's not about how hard you, I mean, it's not about how hard you're getting hit. It's how hard how hard you can get hit and still get up. Oh, absolutely. And still fight. So yeah. that was a long version of the clip, by the way. I just The last part is what really, it's uh, really hit home. And that's that's the part you missed, you yeah. jackass. Sorry. So <laughs> I, had to, I had to take a leak. Anyway, so, you know. Man, we're just we're just really like Gary Vee and out here. We're like, you know, uh, get up. Uh, eh, fuck it. I, I need but it's true you. though, man. It's it's you know you got to have a good attitude. You got to have fun, you, and and that's that's also too. You have to have fun along along the way. You have to, you know, you you can't just uh, you can't be that dude that goes to work at seven in the morning, gets home at eleven at night, and and disregards the fact that it's dude, life. You gotta have like that has been probably the most monumental part of being a business owner. Like, the shit that you go through, ups and downs, 
you know, money in the bank, no money in the bank. You know, if you're a business owner, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not a business owner, you probably know what I'm talking about, getting, too. Getting the client <laughs> or getting fired yep, by the getting, client. Getting fired is, like, fucking the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Like, people worry about getting fired at work. Wait till, wait till a fucking wait, client wait, fires wait you. Wait till it's your business and your client rejects you. That's worse than getting and wait <laughs> and, and, like, also, on top of that, wait till it's, like, not, like, fuck you money. Like, wait till it's not like, oh, $250 a month. Wait till it's like a serious chunk of your income where you're like, like, I was counting on that extra couple thousand dollars that is no longer there. Like, like it's not like a business where you're like, oh, I can go file for unemployment. It's like, we're not going to cut you a check and fuck you. See you later. You want to hear, you want to hear the biggest, the biggest kick in the balls I ever got professionally. When I tell you, when I tell you kicking the balls, my balls were inside of my skull oh, trying to God. go out trying to go out through the top <laughs> all right so i i had done this gig you you know well about it where i custom designed 20 watches for a particular company sure they were you know close to thirty thousand dollar piece it was a huge job for me and it was to to, to to date it was probably my biggest achievement professionally so i went back to this company and pitched them the idea of doing 4,000 watches yeah. for them at $25,000 a piece. Yep. Long story short, the, the decision maker, the chairman of the board of this major corporation. I mean, major. Like, like everybody like in the name. world like knows them. Like household name. Exactly. Everybody in the world knows who they are. Yes. So this person says to me, John, I love the idea. I love it. It's a done deal. All I have to do is speak to my cousin, who is the president of the marketing division, and get his okay on it. But I'm telling you now, it's a it's a layup, right? Now, this mind you, this job literally would have put over four to five million dollars in my pocket over the course of three years, okay, before taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so a week goes by. I haven't heard anything. I text him. He says, oh, I'm meeting with him next week. Another week goes by. I don't hear anything. Finally, I let the third week go by. I text him. I said, hey, you know, what's, what's up? I'm like, when are we getting going on this thing? Am I flying out to, uh, to you know, I don't, I don't give up too much information. Am I flying out to where you're at so I can, we can get the ball officially rolling? He said, oh, I'm sorry. He said, uh, you know, he said my cousin signed with somebody else before I knew it. So that four or five million, that was a layup in his words. Gone. Gone. Absolutely gone. And here, here I am trying to make a living, trying to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And that was four or five million dollars. Four or five million. Folks. Like that's not, yeah, that's no, not. We're like, not well, talking about four or five hundred thousand. Or, like, or yeah. four or five thousand, which is, which would be nice right at the yeah, moment. Yeah, right? which is always nice, <laughs> but is shekels compared to. Four or five million so, so my million dollars. my kids were in school, my wife was at work, and I'm in I'm in my old office when I got this phone call. I texted my wife, I said, the deal fell through. Oh. She writes back to me, she goes, You've got till tomorrow morning when you wake up to sulk about this. You can feel bad for yourself until tomorrow morning at five thirty. Oh God, <laughs> that's ruthless. Right? No, she's absolutely right. Right? Because how am I going to handle this situation? Yeah. It's the fucking key. Yeah, that is the key factor. Yep. Am I going to not get out of bed for a week 
Am I going to sit there and cry about what I don't have coming to me? Sure. So, and and trust me, that's what I would have done if it wasn't for her. Mm -hmm. I would have felt bad for myself for, if not a week, a month. Yeah. She said, you have till tomorrow morning, 5.30, when you open your eyes, you're over it. So, so that night, I'm not kidding. Hammered. <laughs> no, my, my kids didn't speak to me. Not that they didn't speak to me, but they gave me my space. My wife gave me my space. Sure. I, I, I think, I honestly think I put down probably a 12 pack while I was sitting there watching television by myself in the room <laughs> where they would not enter, yeah. just respecting my space. Yeah. I got pretty hammered. I woke up the next morning, and, and I tell you what, I woke up the next morning. <laughs> when I did wake up, I, I, I woke up, my eyes opened. I'm like, today is gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm I remember laying in my bed. I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember laying in my bed, flat on my back, the blinds are open, the light's shining in, and my eyes sure. opened, and I'm thinking to myself, today is going to be awesome. And then in my head, it goes through my head, I'm like, Well, you just got kicked in the balls. Why is today gonna be awesome? Because I choose for it to be awesome. Right, like I, I'm not gonna let this take me down, you know. So I woke up. I think I made probably the biggest, best breakfast for my kids before school. I went to the gym. I, you know, anybody in my household wants to eat my breakfast. And then, yeah, Just no, so but I, know. I, I, I hit the ground cooking. running because my wife told me to. Not that she told me to do it that way. Sure. But my wife said, if you feel bad for yourself, you have till tomorrow morning. And I woke up with the attitude like today's gonna be fucking awesome. And I don't even remember what that day was like, but that sure. whole day, I felt like I almost got the project. Sure. That's how yeah, good yeah. I felt. Yeah. And it's weird. And trust me, I want that project today. I want to happen. I want it, like, I would do anything to make that project happen, but... It might not happen. It, it won't happen. Yeah. It's That project probably won't happen. It's 99.9% not going to happen. Sure. But I'm still looking at other projects. I'm still looking at, you know, pitching other people. Sure. I have I have a partner in that business who you know well, Kevin. Yes. I sat with. I had lunch with Kevin the other day. By the way, I just realized those bur- blue Merlins are from him. Those, those are I his. fucking had no <laughs> idea. And I was his. like, I was like, oh, it's nice that John got these, you know, lens wipes, and they work really good. And then I realized that they're Blue Merlin, no. Kevin's company, Kevin, Koala yeah, Lifestyle. Koala Lifestyle on Amazon. Kevin, my buddy Kevin, who's a partner in, with me in that, in I that had no custom idea. watch business, has gone on to build a massive. Amazon, Amazon, uh, what do you, Amazon Company. store? Yeah. Amazon store. Anyway, so I had lunch with Kevin last week and mind you, this whole project, this whole $4 million project was over, was, was probably about two years ago when we found out we weren't getting it. Even today, I am, you know, this, even last week when I went to lunch, I'm like, dude, who, who can we, who can we approach? Sure. So anybody listening to this show, any of you, uh, any of you brutes out there, brutally podcast, uh, brutally honest podcast listeners. Sure. If you know anybody who owns a major corporation, a football team, <laughs> a hockey team, or anybody who wants to have custom watches made, shameless plug. I man. mean, like, not custom. No. I mean, like, no, tailored, highly tailored, highly custom, never seen before. Otherwise. So that's that's actually my goal with that company. My legitimate goal with that company, my dream with that company, sure. is to provide the watches to the NFL, provide watches to the NHL, to the MLB. I'm not even a huge sports guy. I'm a big hockey guy. I'm not a big sports guy. But let's say, for instance, the NFL. The NFL gives, let's say, 162 Super Bowl rings to the organization that wins, right? So, sure. you know, the New England Patriots gets 162 rings from the NFL. But Robert Kraft, the multi-billionaire, what does he do for his team? I'm sure that he does a lot. But what is that? 
Now, how cool would it be if he were to give every single person in that organization a $10,000 custom watch or a $20,000? Sure. You know, that's my goal with this company. By the way, Kevin has some things on here that I really want. I'll leave that for later. But so, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's his, just, du- his dube tubes and his. No, actually, <laughs> ironically enough, it's not those. It's the Zippo stuff. He has Zippo. Uh, he's got some cool Zippo stuff. He's got Zippo uh, letters. He's got the Zippo flints. He's got the Zippo. Uh, yeah. Uh, wicks and stuff like that. It's he's got, just he's got flavored rolling papers. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Catalyst mint. He's got yeah. some weird shit. I well, mean, so his whole business, dude's crushing it. His but. his whole business started as an optical business, uh, and and his big thing is finding unique products that really are underrepresented on Amazon, and he's very, 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 very good at it. Very and good. He kind of realized that the whole uh, marijuana paraphernalia. Uh, is was very is heavily industry. well. It was booming industry, obviously, but it was also heavily underrepresented on on Amazon. So he went after that market, and he's. <laughs> I he's walked, I walked into his office one day. He's got a warehouse like ours, yeah. But it's uh, I think four times the size, three times the size. I think he's got like four or five thousand. I think it's feet. I think it's four times the size of this office. Anyway, he he had like three pallets in the middle of the room. When I tell you pallet, I think a pallet's four foot by four foot by four foot sure. or something like that. Sure, it was packed with rolling papers. There was something like. Two million, three million rolling papers on one pallet. <laughs> Jesus, something like you know, or more. I don't know. And uh, he doesn't smoke. He doesn't smoke weed. No, the first time I ever had an experience with rolling papers, and totally, totally off topic, was actually the first time I went skydiving. And yes, my fluffy self has jumped out of a plane and landed like a ton of bricks on the ground. <laughs> and when I say, I mean, I don't think you people understand. I am a two hundred and eighty-five pound human being. I'm not light by any stretch of the imagination, and when I buy chairs... And you're chairs, not super tall. No, I'm not. I'm 5'9". <laughs> and when I buy chairs, I make sure they can hold me. Um, that is the level of fluffiness when you have to check the weight. So, um, <laughs> at the time, I was like 230, 240, and I remember this very vividly. And right before we're about to jump out of the plane, like we're getting ready to get on the plane, and my skydiving instructor, first time I've literally ever seen anybody use rolling paper in my life, is... Not smoking pot, oh. <laughs> rolling his own cigarettes. cigarettes. And I mean, like, the dude's a fucking pro, rolls his own cigarette right there. On the plane on the way up? No, no, no. <laughs> right, like, literally minutes before we're getting on the plane. Like, right. I, I mean, whatever, I don't care. But rolls, rolls, and I, I wish I could remember the dude's name, but he's like, yeah, I'm like somewhere in the 2000 vicinity mark of jumps, which I'm like, you're a badass. So, you know, he, he, roll, he rolls a cigarette, you know, smokes a cigarette, and then, uh, you know, this dude is half the size of me. I mean, I could turn around and bear hug him and crush every bone in his body, literally to dust. And so, you know, we're up in the plane, and he's like, you know, you're ready? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, on three, we're going to jump out. One, two, and then on two, he rolls yeah. out. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and like I told him before we were on the plane, like, don't. You know, we're not doing this fucking swinging the humans around on the parachute thing. I'm like, I get super motion sick. Like, we're not doing that. I don't feel like puking all over me and you. Yeah, just drop straight. Yeah, like, let's just, let's land on the ground safely and and whatever. So we're coming in for a landing. He's like, all right, stick your legs up. And then he's like, I'll tell you when to pla- when when to land. So, you know, he sticks, he sticks his legs up. And I guess the landing part was like, put your legs down and like, you're going to slide and then land. You, I think he's supposed to put him straight out and try Yeah, and then like, like you come to like ass. a halt. Yeah. Well, he's like, all right, you know, put your legs out. So I put my legs out, and then he's like, all right, you can put him down. And like you put him down, you're like supposed to slide for like 
you know, 30, 40, 50 feet, depending on how fast you're going. <laughs> you guys hit a thud. Thud. Dude, I stopped that dude like a goddamn Mack truck. That dude took a beating when he slammed. Like you had, like you had Velcro on your ass and, oh my and Velcro God. on the ground? I mean, like I just ran into, like I was like cemented to the ground. Oh, that's... Brick wall. This dude stopped like, on a dime. Like you were a magnet. Magnet. To the ground. To the ground. And this dude stops. And no, meanwhile. Knocked the wind out of him. Yo, 100, you know, 100, on a good day, 130 pounds soaking wet. This dude's a twig compared to me. Land on the ground, stop him dead in his tracks. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there towering over this guy. You know, he's five foot nine, but I'm, you know, I could block out the sun with how big I am compared to him. And I'm white as a ghost. The motion sickness hit me. Did you throw up? No, oh. I didn't. But I mean, like, when I say white as a ghost, I mean, like, you could have held a two by four up next to me and couldn't yeah. tell the difference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not two by four, uh, an say, eight and a half by eleven. <laughs> yeah, you know, piece of paper next to me, white as a ghost. That was the worst analogy. I've ever yeah, heard. that was awful. And uh, he's like, "Dude, you okay?" I'm like, "I don't know, man." And meanwhile, I'm thinking like, I almost just killed this dude by stopping. And he's asking you if you're okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, "You okay?" And I, and all my and. You know, two of my friends I recruited like the day before I saw them driving. I was like, I'm going skydiving tomorrow. You guys want to come? They're like, yeah. So shout out to my friend Kelly and, and, uh, and meanwhile, meanwhile uh, they came down there fine. Kelsey. And they're, and every, I jumped before everybody and I went with a super hot chick who I did not get their number with, but, uh, landed in the ground. And I just remember getting on the ground and I don't think I kissed it, but I, I like prayed and I don't believe in God and I didn't believe in God then, but I prayed <laughs> and I was like, thank See you. See what happens when you to- come close to death, you believe. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of somebody. <laughs> I, you know, I don't care what universe they're on. Uh, I, know, I know I've been a shitty follower my whole life, but thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you for the particles that stopped me. You oh, know? yeah, okay. But, yeah. you know, the muscle tendons. <laughs> thank I thank you, the- Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, shit, that was a bad day in my life. Uh, I'll tell you what, when I... When I- when I jumped out of a plane, my wife got it for my thirtieth birthday. Was was my and she didn't tell me till we were pulling into the the sky drop or whatever the, the oh, drop zone. God, she's like, I, you know, where, I'm like, where are we going? She's like, I'm not telling you. It's birthday surprise. Blah, 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 the whole oh, way. I'm like, where are we going? Where are we going? Where, I'm not telling you. And we pull in, all of a sudden, I see a skydive sign. I look at it, I go, no way. And it was on my bucket list, and I sure. literally have a bucket list. Oh, that's cool. I I have a bucket list that I've had since ninth grade English. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. So hookers, I didn't know about hookers and <laughs> hookers and cocaine were not on there, Harry. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but it, that was on there. So, um, and what, like I was totally into it. Like I wanted to do this. I wasn't. I was not afraid. I wanted to do this. Then all of a sudden, we get in this rickety plane. And I don't want to Those do this. I don't want to do it. Sketchy. That that thing was like, that was like our neighbor's hoopties. It's struggling to get to two things. <laughs> yeah. Those fucking. Yeah, that is that that's, is the hoopty of of the air that's, world. That's an inside joke, everyone. We've got some neighbors here in our building who these guys ha- drive two. These two different guys drive the two biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen on the planet. And but they like, treat them like they're Lamborghinis. You could eat <laughs> off their. Like you could fucking shave. On their on, on the paint job, on the paint job, right? No, not yeah. even the paint job. The rims, the paint oh. job's a disaster. Yeah, right. One's right. got a door bashed in. Like, 
But honestly, they, if but smells the cars and falling apart out yet. all day long, they're out there working on these pieces of all shit cars. Day. The one guy, I found out the one dude bought the car for three hundred dollars. He complained about the door. He got two hundred dollars back, so he owns the car for hundred bucks. Hundred. I would buy a fucking car. <laughs> anyway, for let's get back. So, so all of a sudden, I I'm I would in this brag <laughs> about that. By the way, I would go to my business meetings <laughs> with millionaires and be like, be I got like, that car for hundred dollars. What are you doing? I bought it for a hundred bucks, bro. <laughs> You're hired. My, my insurance costs more than the car yeah, every yeah. year. I would put a sticker on the back. I bought this car for hundred dollars. <laughs> people, people, yeah. give me a thumbs up driving by. Hon- honk if you're proud of me. I bought this car for hundred dollars <laughs> on the expressway. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd give you a honk for sure, man. <laughs> so I'm in this. I'm in this plane that had no business taking off of the ground, and and my wife is jumping with me and. Then all of a sudden, I look at her, and I, I don't know, I'm newly married, the whole bit. Like, I'm I'm like, oh, if something happens to you, you know, I'm, I'm getting nervous for her jumping now, and I'm nervous for me. And I'm, sure. I turn into a fucking disaster. Oh, God. But my biggest fear, I, you know when you're on a roller coaster, and you go down that first drop, you know how- I fucking loathe, hate. loathe that drop. I, I love roller coasters. I want to go as high as you can. When you hit the ground, you die. Yeah, yeah, it's totally- so but, anything less than that, I, I not interested. I and I, I hate saying the word literally because I use that word so much, but I literally cannot breathe on a roller coaster on that drop. Sure. So what I do is I take a huge breath as we're about to go down and I hold it till we get to the bottom <laughs> because I and I'm thinking in my head. I don't know how people have fun on those things. I have fun once that drops over. Oh, right, no, so not interested in any of it. And a sidebar, I did one of those roller coasters where you start on the ground and shoot you like a rocket. That yeah. one I loved because it didn't have that drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, the guy looks at me and goes, bro, why are you so nervous? The, the guy who you know I'm tandeming with, I'm jumping with. Yeah. He's like, why? Dude, you're going to be fine. And I go, I can't breathe on that drop on a roller coaster. I said, if we're free falling for a minute, I said, am I going to have to hold my breath for a minute? He goes, no. He's like, that... He goes, everybody in the world feels that. He goes, you that that feeling is is until you hit terminal velocity. Dude, that was the first time I felt skinny in a long time. Oh, jumping out of an airplane? Oh, dude, 54 <laughs> seconds of gold, man. I would be jumping every day if that oh, was the fuck. case. <laughs> I can't wait to get back. Uh, no, so, so I said to the guy, I'm like, I'm terrified because I can't breathe while I'm dropping. And he said that only lasts until you hit terminal velocity, which is about six seconds. Yeah. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, he goes when we jump, Count to six. Take a breath. You'll be fine. Yeah. And I didn't realize that. So all of a sudden, a lot of my fear went away. And we jumped. And, and I'll tell you what. I did that. I took a deep breath. He told me. He's like, as we're about to jump. And he didn't pull the whole one, two jump thing on me. He said, I'm going to count to three. On three, we're going to jump. He said, but as I'm counting, take your big, deep breath and hold it for six seconds. Yeah. And I did. One, two, three, four, five, six. And all of a sudden, I went, I could breathe totally normal. Terminal we, velocity for anyone 160. 120. 120, 120 miles, miles an hour. An hour. Yeah. So we, we're, hit, we're doing 120 miles an hour, and I'm breathing like I'm breathing right now sitting at this yeah. desk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. It was cool. It was really cool. Yep, yep. It was really cool. As a matter of fact, I went home that day, and I could not wait to check that off my bucket list. So I had Elise, uh, Elise uh, Margolin, and she'll be, she's on a future podcast, um, pre-recorded, but... She was on the, she's been on a podcast before and she's a photographer and I told her I can't breathe when I take photos. I literally Why? cannot breathe. I don't know, but whenever I take a photo, I hold my breath until I take my face away from the camera. 
And I mean, like, I would just like pretend to be taking the picture just to watch you turn blue. No, 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 no. <laughs> not like, when people take pictures of me. When I take the photo oh, itself, when you're photographing. When I, yeah, yeah. Oh, because see, see. I'm so concerned about the shake and the, the wall shake and, the, and the vibration and it's the only heartbeat. a picture, bro. It's you, only a picture. That and shooting uh, a scoped rifle, I cannot breathe. Really? Because so when you shoot a scoped rifle, you're supposed to shoot one While, on the exhale and in between yeah, heartbeats. Right. So if you're a really good professional shooter, you're you're exhaling. Once you're halfway through your exhale, you're you're waiting for your pulse to go through, right. and then you yeah, shoot see, I, on the downfall of your pulse. I I shoot I shoot I have shot tons with rifles, and I have a thirty oh six. That's long distance. I have a thirty oh six, a sniper rifle. That sure, I love, it's my favorite favorite gun to shoot. I've never heard about the heartbeat thing, but yeah. I I can't feel my heartbeat. But I have a oh. very but I have a very very certain way of sh- of pulling the trigger in between that breath. Yep. And which sounds I mean, if for those of you who don't shoot, you're like you guys are freaking idiots. But no, yeah. it's, it's it's your heartbeat can make the difference of inches on a marker sure. at a mile out. Uh, oh yeah, I mean I've never shot more than three hundred mi- uh, three hundred yards. Yeah. So I I wouldn't know the mile mark, but yep. Yep. but even so, it's just like you get that pattern. I totally understand that. Yeah. Photograph, I wouldn't be so concerned about because it's a photograph. You could take like oh, a million. Dude, more. I, oh god. Yeah. I get. I I do not hold. My, there's there's several things that require. Like I, like I realized too. Back to video games is when I play Fortnite. My shoulders. Tense up when I'm playing, tense. and I'm like, what <laughs> when the? you're done, you need a massage because you're all oh, you got yeah. like knots yeah, in I'm your like, shoulders. Oh, my God, oh shit! Oh yeah. my, I got like a workout in here. Like, what happened? <laughs> you know, well, and- I, I crack up because I'll, I'll be in my office and you'll be taking your little ten minute breather or something, playing a game, and you're like, damn it, ah, ah, you know, or yeah. yes, I won. Oh yeah, I killed. I'm like. How do you get so excited about it? I don't see. I don't get that way about video games. Uh, I never in my life did. And my kids, my kids, it, we're we have a Fortnite free house ever uh, since the beginning of summer. Sure. My kids played for about two months. I wanted to kill both of them yep. because they wanted to kill each a other Fortnite and everybody free. else around. That game, I, I, I'm I'm positive at some point in the future they'll come out and there's like subliminal messaging in that game that oh, makes sure. people fucking bananas. But I think it's funny because. I don't understand that part of gaming. Like gaming to me, it's like it's something I do on the toilet. You uh, know, <laughs> like it to me, no, it's a game was a lifestyle. <laughs> you know, I, I can't get invested. People that way. Are like I don't well, know how you play video games. I'm like, dude, I've been doing this shit since I was like thirteen. No, I understand. It, I understand wanting to play games. I understand yeah. that part of it. I don't understand how how to get excited about it. Uh, that I don't get. And and the same with, believe it or not, it's the same with sports for me. So like I like. I play. I played every sport my entire life. I. I. But hockey's like my thing. I. I've been playing hockey for thirty years. I coach my kids' teams. My kids are awesome. I love hockey. But even watching a game, right? I'm a big Nashville Predators fan. I'll watch Nashville, who's my team. I guess you would say. But even if they win or lose, I can't get emotional. I don't get excited. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Or I don't know. Dude, there's a guy in my firehouse. I don't get that. I, I can't, don't get that. I can't make this up. There's a guy in my firehouse. We call uh, this kid Andrew. And uh, we call him Mr. Met, and this fucking kid can remember every single Mets game ever. <laughs> I don't get like that. Like every World I Series, the hits, I, the whole. He can tell again, you who's on base. Again, I don't mean any disrespect, but I don't understand. And that. I'm not like that with video games. Like, I fuck, I can't even remember the game I played the other day right. with, with people. You know, I know I hopped on today for a couple of games, and to play with the to play with Zach, and um, you know. I can't get like that emotional where I remember things, but I'm like, 
You no, know, but you get you get riled up I when like you win or you winning, lose man. or yeah. I love you know. And I'm a competitive dude, but I just don't get that. But the funny thing is, is that my my boy Chris, right? My buddy Chris, you know, diehard Jets fan, which I like. Coin. I hate. I yeah. I hate football. Yeah. I hate football to the point where I I'm, I don't even want to go further. I hate football, but he could tell you what freaking high school. That jet players uh, went to, and, and what what kind of stats stats they had in eleventh grade, and like and and that's cool. I get that he he's into something, but the thing that I've always looked, and I've been this way since I was five years old. My dad was a huge baseball fan, and trying to get me to be a huge baseball fan because that's what you want your kids to do, especially back when I was you know in the seventies sure, and eighties. Sure. Right? So, but I I would always think these people are making money. They're doing endorsements. They're celebrities. Bliss, that, and the other. They don't do a damn thing for my pocket. They don't do a damn thing for me. Why do I care what they're doing? Sure. I don't care if they win or lose. Like, and, and I don't find, I mean, I have to be honest, aside from hockey, I don't find sports entertaining. Sure. I find baseball and football, I would rather watch Bob Ross paint. <laughs> with his happy little trees, I don't understand both baseball and football. I, baseball is my number one absolute most hated sport. Like, I fucking do not understand. Like I, I cannot physically, I can, cannot figure out how to get excited like about that Like, people like, you don't like baseball? I'm like, I actually... I honestly don't like you for liking baseball, <laughs> actually, one. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, how the fuck do you waste that much time? Like, You know what I do like? I like going to a game. Like, I love... Baseball games? I love going to a Ducks game, and as absolutely zero to because do Because I can get shit house. That's absolutely... You can get shit hammered for I was, three fucking hours. I was just going to say... it's okay. I was just going to say it has absolutely zero to do with the fact that there's <laughs> baseball being played. No. That means nothing to me. I'd ra- I go, whether it's with friends or family, we have a couple beers, we eat some bad food, like, you know, and it's we fun. Eat some <laughs> bad food. Yeah, like, I eat... I don't eat... I, I, I don't... I could count on my hand how many times I've eaten hot dogs in 10 years. Do you remember when I went to Ke- Connecticut for yeah. fucking... So we went to Connecticut <laughs> Connecticut to see um, oh, Tim great. Tebow, and meanwhile, I have no fucking idea what we're going to Connecticut for. But I love Tim Tebow. I'm just I hate football, but I love Tim yeah. Tebow. I'm just told by my accountant Justin McAuliffe and by my very good friend and customer Kyle Ray, who've both been on my podcast, so I can name them, that we're going to Connecticut to go see a uh, uh, what was it, the Yard Goats game, and Tim Tebow's playing. And it's going to be the greatest thing in the world. I have literally... This, we're go- is, this we're- is when he's playing baseball. Yeah, this is when he's playing baseball. I have no fucking idea what I'm going to Connecticut for. Like, literally, they're talking about it, and I'm just perusing all, through other all emails. They said, all they said was, there'll be beer. Yeah, and I'm like, like, they're like, yeah, we're going to a brewery. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking in. <laughs> literally, that was... <laughs> yeah, I... I Shout I out to Joe more- Plouffe, by the way, from... from uh, Oh, what is it? Hank Hill's Brewery. I, I get more excited about a brewery than I do about a, a baseball game. So we literally are in, literally, inside the brewery. I'm like, what the fuck are we here for? Like, we're three states right. away. I've just driven three hours with two of you in your car, in to my watch car. watch a minor league baseball game. With Justin McCall of chewing my ear off about accounting and <laughs> everything possibly boring. Love you to death, Justin. About accounting. Like... As a new business owner, things I probably should learn and know. And then, you can, then you can write down the expenditure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, I get it. I see why he's excited. I see, you know. I don't. I, I get where he's coming from, but it's just, it's rough. 
So we get there. I'm like, what the fuck are we actually here for? And they're like, dude, we're here for the baseball game. And I'm like, what? <laughs> we just drove three hours for a fucking baseball game? Like, you <laughs> Did anybody bring their Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, who are we going to watch? And they're like, the Yard Goats and Tim Tebow. And I'm like, isn't Tim Tebow <laughs> a football he play player? Football? <laughs> Wait, isn't that like, guy who like who does a little prayer in the in the end zone? <laughs> I, I'm like, they're like, yeah, and I was like, is he playing? And they're like, no, he just got injured. And I'm like, <laughs> so we drove three hours to watch the team that Tim Tebow once played for. It's so true. Yeah, I'm like, what the? What's f- wrong with this picture? What are we doing right I now? Know. Like, why am I here? It sounds like an episode of The Simpsons to me. Oh or something, my god. Right? I could not make this shit up. We're in another state. I'm, fly- you know, I don't even know why I'm there. Wait, wait. You guys told me there'd be beer. Yeah, we went to the brew. It's great. Wait, wait. This is the place that you walked randomly, right home from somewhere. Oh no, not the not the game. Thank God. No, 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 but not the game. But we went that to was a bar that after. So that was that trip. I think I talked about it on the, on here, but I'll give you the brief story. So we go to the <laughs> we go to the brewery. I get shit house drunk. We like, bring, no, 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 you got shit house oh, drunk. annihilated, thanks to Joe Plouffe, Give, ser, over-serving drastically. <laughs> then we take home beers, drink all those, go to the game. Joe Plouffe is buying his own beer from the stadium that he is paying <laughs> a ton of money to sponsor. Ultra drug. Now we go to a bar. Somehow I managed to end up without my flip-flops. Playing pool, <laughs> as far as I can remember, Hold on, wrecked pool. everybody in pool. And pool is more exciting than baseball. Yes. Oh, 10, 100%. I missed every exciting thing in baseball. And rocked everybody in pool. Do not remember much of it, but I remember winning because that was the only thing I was good at other than drinking beer. You probably got your ass kicked and you're just walking around going, winning. Oh, probably. <laughs> Lose my shoes, find my shoes, tell everybody I'm leaving, Walk home in another state. Irish exit, baby. Where I have no idea where I am. Thank, stumble upon a cigar lounge. Happens to be closing. Literally do not know where I am other than... Th- Connecticut. Thank God for ways, and I know I'm in Connecticut. So if I call the police, I have to tell them how I'm going to get back to Bayport. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't even tell you my address. And they're, like, I, they're like, where's Bayport? If I didn't drive there, I would never know how to get back so to walk, where we were sleeping. You walked all the way home barefoot. So, no, I, ha- I had my shoes on, but then uh, my, my flip-flops were bothering me. So then I took my flip-flops off, walk into a cigar lounge, find the two paintings that I've seen elsewhere in the world that are apparently are pretty rare, and they've only made a handful of copies of them. Find them. This... Super nice gentleman gives me. So if you're in the Connecticut area and you're looking for, I couldn't even tell you where I was. Yeah, you can't plug that dude. Yeah, <laughs> look for a cigar lounge, and it's a guy and a dude, uh, a guy and a dude, <laughs> a guy and a chick sitting in a bar drinking. She's drinking a martini and he's smoking a cigarette or cigar. This is the painting. The painting. All right, I remember I was that. Say those people have probably left. The- no, 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 those people have <laughs> probably yeah probably left. And the dude gives me a water bottle. He has a. Uh, he felt so bad for you. Oh, felt so bad. I, I honestly, I'm surprised I didn't get him drunk with my breath. The, yeah, breath <laughs> exhaling. Dude gives me a water bottle, and then we get, and then I manage to stumble my way into my Airbnb, fall asleep, and then I wake up in a bed. Do not. Rem- Meanwhile, my sweatshirt and sweatpants are locked in my car. 
and I wake up with them. No. So I, I honest to God, could not tell you what happened from sleeping on the couch to waking You're up. You're lucky you didn't pull a Robert Downey Jr. Why? What, what did he do? You never heard that? No. That dude, when he was when he was on his benders before he got clean. Sure. That dude fucking. <laughs> that dude was walking in a drug bender through Beverly Hills. Walked into a house that he thought was his. Oh. Climbed into a bed that he thought was his, and it was a bed of like a ten-year-old girl who was sleeping oh. in the bed. Her parents came into the fucking room, and there's Robert Downey Jr. sleeping next to the ten-year-old daughter. True oh story. Oh my god! Now Did not this notice. was. All, I mean, this is a long time ago. You were probably like a kid. Sure. But this was all over the news. Like, this dude, you know, is he a deviant? Whatever. Like, sure. what happened? So, a half a year later, I'm in Basel, Switzerland for a watch show. And there's this guy who just just bought the Rob Report. You know, Rob Report's a magazine, a super okay. high-end magazine. Very expensive. And it's all about cars and watches and shit like that. So I meet this guy who just bought this magazine that my company advertised with. Sure. We go out to this dinner, blah, blah, blah. We're talking. And he's like, yeah. He's like, he said something about Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, yeah, I heard that. That's so fucked up. He goes, that was my house. I go, what? He goes, yeah, that's my daughter's bed. We, and I'm like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is all over, like, you know, in, we didn't have TMZ back then, but sure. it was all of, like, the, you know, all of the news channels, yep, and all yep, those yep. entertainment tonight and all that stuff oh that Robert God. Downey Jr. ends up in the bed of a 10-year-old or something like that. And this, I'm sitting there in Switzerland at, like, this after event with this dude drinking and, and eating and shit. And it was this guy's house oh in Beverly God. Hills. Yeah, it was fucking screwed up. That's so I'm surprised wild. you didn't end up in somebody's bed. You know, somebody No, <laughs> honestly, I, there was probably like a half a dozen houses where I'm like, they might answer the door yeah. if I ring it. This like might, maybe this might be this might be the BNB. Well, not even saying. that. I was just like, maybe they'll give me a couch to sleep on, or like <laughs> maybe if I ask them yeah. nicely, they'll let me sleep I'd, in their front yard. Because I'd give a two hundred ninety pound guy a fucking bed <laughs> if uh, he knocked on my door at one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm an ogre, yeah. and can you let me sleep here? Because I'd love that. Uh, oh, that's so funny. I it was either that the side of the road, whatever it was. Whatever, be. gutter. But oh god, man, that was a bad day. But that was a sick trip. But I assure you, trust all of your business uh, dealings to Harrison Barron from Barron Media Group. Of course, of course. <laughs> Look, we any oh, this lay it out enough. there, brother. Lay it Anybody out there. that fucking says they're like goody goody two shoes is oh. a bold face liar. Yeah, no, I'd rather I'd rather hear the stories and hear the truth and know oh. what I'm dealing with. God, right? The amount of people that are like, I would never do that. I'm like, you fucking, oh, oh you wouldn't <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, because <laughs> you'll bang a fucking a girl five years younger than you, and we're, and we're like still in high school, and you're well out of college. Okay, oh, that's awful. I, I the amount of this <laughs> shit that I've heard, yeah. and this Wait, just got vulgar. But like, yeah, no, no, but they just, but they sweep it under the rug. Oh, like, oh, no. you don't do that. I would never do bullshit. Come on, bullshit. You're a fucking look, liar. Look, I I could confidently say I've never I've never hurt people. I've never broke yeah. uh, like violently broke the law. Yeah. But look, you know, I get I, it. I, I lie. Some, I go some, to the blood center and I, I say like, how much do you weigh? I weigh 275. <laughs> like whatever. Right. Yeah, you know, I shit off 10 pounds. I get it. But like, bro, we all know you did something stupid at some point. All right. That'd be great if somebody's like. Really? How much do you really weigh, Harrison? <laughs> Dude, the fucking nurses, they weigh you. So, one thing I try to do yeah, is... Every time. Yo, that scale's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I tell them! 
I'm taking that line to the grave. So, so I try to donate platelets like as frequently as possible. A couple times for like it gives a couple them months. Away like they're like they're free. Yeah, a couple times I felt like kind of shitty in the morning, so I didn't go. Like because they tell you to like feel good when you go, like feel healthy. So, you know, it it was it was a while when I like I just I kept waking up feeling like crap on the days that you schedule because you have to schedule to go to save people's lives. So, you know, every time I go, it's you know. They, you know, you write out the whole questionnaire. Have you been outside the country? You know, have you had, you know, have you had, had contact with needles, sex. unprotected sex, sex with dudes? Absolutely. All these different <laughs> things. So they, they make you fill out this whole, like, it's like goddamn 50 questions. You know, have yeah. you had an organ transplant? And, and, you- and first of all, if you answer any one of those single questions, yes. You basically are not allowed to give the platelets or blood. Yeah. Have you had any piercings, yeah. tattoos? Have you been outside the country? Have you gotten a bl- Have you gotten a blood transfusion in Haiti? You know, I'll fucking yeah. live. I'll get back to New York yeah. before I get a blood transfusion in Haiti. No, but I did in Da Nang. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, like, <laughs> I did in Dominican Republic. What's the big deal? Yeah. You know, have you had Zika virus? Have you? You know, have you had? Have you been pregnant? I'm like, I'm a dude. They're like, how many times? I'm like, I'm still a dude. <laughs> Didn't change from the first three questions. I got lucky. (laughs) I dodged that bullet. (laughs) All these these questions that it asks you. And then it's like, at the end of it, it's like, how tall are you? And I'm like, five, eight and three quarters. I always forge five foot nine. Yeah. Without fail. How much do you weigh? 265. Yeah. And like, I know I'm 285 clean. And... You know, they ask you like, you know, how much do you weigh? And I'm like, fuck, I hope they don't put me yeah, on the they scale. Put you on the, then they put you on the scale. Oh, I'm wearing really heavy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like 275.3. Like, because it can't be zero because that'd be obvious. Yeah. And I'm lying, you know. Meanwhile, every other person on the planet rounds it to the nearest five pounds. Meanwhile, you're like 0.3. <laughs> so, so like every once in a while, I'm like, so one day I'm going through the whole process and the girl's like, all right, you know, you, you got to step on the scale. And, you know, it's 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 always, you know, I try to go in the morning, so it's always the crack of dawn. It's always cold, no matter what fucking time of the year, apparently. Yeah, it's just you know, August 1st. Like, it could be August, <laughs> and it's like 7 a.m., and I'm going, don't eat blood, and I'm like, outside of five degrees. I'm shaking, I'm like, why the fuck is it so cold right now? So I go inside, and, you know, they step on the scale, and whatever, it's like, you know, two, 292 after clothes, and, key. you know, they don't even let me into, empty out my pockets to make me feel better. They're like, ah, yeah. oh, keep your phone and your <laughs> no, keys no. and your, your wallet and your I money. I had, you know, I had a 25 pound weight in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, keep that bulletproof vest on. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. So uh, you know, she's like, "Oh, 293, okay." You know, I'm like, just out of curiosity, like, and it's this is a true story. I'm like, "Why do you guys weigh us?" Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, to make sure you're over 100 pounds." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> I got a left." Unless Here's- I am made of styrofoam. <laughs> Here's my and left. even if I am, I'm probably close to 300 to 100 anyway. Yeah. Are you serious? And she's like, yeah, you know, we're supposed to. My make left sure. leg weighs 100 pounds. <laughs> I'm like to make sure. I'm like, is this serious? She's like, yeah, we got to, you know, we have to weigh it to make sure you're over, over 100. I'm like, I could eat you for lunch and still be hungry. Like, are you kidding me? And she's like, I know, I know. I'm like, this is some bullshit right now. I was like, talk about Starbucks. You're just looking to humiliate it, brother. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I was you're trying to, to guilt me yeah. into something I'm here. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? 
And it's always like it's always like that typical white lady name, like <laughs> and she's Susan, one hundred and three pounds, five foot sweetheart, three, like sweetheart Susan, Mary, like super and white she's girl. Like, she's like, oh, honey, Catholic church all her life, four point in school, just you know, it's never like. The crackhead who you could look down at. Yeah, back. you're like, dude. She gives you a look because you weigh a lot, and you, you give, give her, her a look, look back. Like, and, you're like, yeah, I know yeah, you're doing a ton I, of drugs last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. I know the dirty places you've you been know. to, bitch. Right? Oh god. <laughs> and then and they're and they're so sweet yeah, I, there. They try to make you feel so good, and <laughs> and I love them to death. And I really do try to. Say, and I swear to God, this is the dead honest truth. I try to save as many lives as I can. Yeah. I try to donate as many platelets as I can to save people's lives. And it always tells you, like, you've saved XYZ's yeah. life or XYZ's life, whatever. So, I, you know, if you go at different times, you get different ladies. Yeah. So this one time I go, and the one lady, she sticks the needle in my arm. And for anyone that's going to uh, freak out about needles, this is the time to skip forward five minutes. But... She sticks the needle in my arm, and I'm like, ooh, okay. I'm like, okay, I feel it in my vein. Like, I've done it so many times now where yeah, I Yeah, you know feel when it. they hit it. Yeah, you know when they hit it, and she hits it. And I feel like hitting the back of the vein, but I'm like, all right, if she doesn't fucking move it, we'll be fine. Yeah, no, don't push any further. And this bitch thinks that she is digging for fucking gold at this uh. point, and just is like, oh, it's a little off. Let me just sails it right through the vein. <laughs> and I'm like, you fuck. Like, uh, I'm sitting here at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday, and uh, I would never wake up unless my mom was dying in the hospital right now. Yeah. And I'm like, I haven't even had a cup of coffee yet. And you just sailed a, a gigantic needle through two veins. Yeah, and then, and platelet needles are not... They're huge. Yeah, they're... They're, they're that's, fucking... That's the fat one. Huge. I squ- I'm surprised I haven't crushed the cell phone yet yeah. because I squeeze so hard. <laughs> so she sails this thing through my arm into the next vein, a fucking golf ball size bulge oh. appears on yeah. my arms, and she's like, "Oh, I think I hit the other vein." I'm like, you well, what you, "Oh, <laughs> if you take this thing off, it's gonna scorch you in the face." So yeah. like, we gotta cover. It. I'm like squeezing this thing down on my arm, I'm like, "Fuck." So she's like, "All right, you want to try the other one?" I'm like, "Not really," but like, I'm <laughs> yeah, fu- I would love to, but with Shirley, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you get Mary over here? She was very nice. Yeah. All right. She didn't even look at the scale when I. You on, on the other hand are blind. Yeah. yeah. You clearly don't know what a vein is. Yeah. Mary agreed with my 265. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, she's like, all right, let me try it. She's like palpating the vein, like trying to make sure it's there. And then she's tapping it. And I'm like, Come, lady, it's not like I have the smallest veins in the world either. I'm a big dude. They oh. they bulge out a little bit. I'm not ripped. You can't see them through the surface. But, you know, they're there. They put the they put the little rubber thing on your arm. And she's, you know, she's like, all right, through the next rubber one. Rubber tourniquet. And then she runs the needle all the way up my arm. I can't bend it in any way whatsoever. It's got to stay straight the whole time. Then she's like, oh, squeeze on this little this little uh, soft thing. And I'm, I'm squeezing on it. And I can't, even, I can't even get a full squeeze on it because the needle is so far up to my ear at this point. It's so deep in my arm. And I'm, and I'm just trying to squeeze with the, with the tips of my fingers. And, and then finally she's like, oh, we got some blood. F- 15 minutes later, she's like, I don't think I hit the needle right. Oh, and I'm like, God. I'm like, Miss, Call it quits, lady. Nothing against you, but like we're done today. Yeah. Okay, like uh, my hematology is not your calling. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like find another passion. Yeah, lady. 
today's not the day we're going to test on finding veins. I have a business to run and money to make uh, and probably all over Long Island I to can, travel. I can go get my ass kicked anywhere else. Yeah, I'm like, this is not the place I need to be. She's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I am actually sure. Uh, For once, she's like, we could take it through over the hand. I'm like, nope, we're done today. Why don't you stick it in my neck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just slice out the right, JVD. Right, right through my carotid yeah. artery. <laughs> and... Uh, Oh God! So that was that was my vain story of trying to oh. save people's lives, but not a fan. Wow, we just crushed two hours. So yeah, last thing I'm, last thing I'm doing this weekend is going fucking giving platelets. It's great. Yeah, uh, you know, no. you feel two good hour. when you leave. No, no, you I'm don't good. feel good when you leave. Actually, it's a total yeah, lie. I feel like I got the shit kicked out of me. Yeah, two uh, hours, two hour, anything more than two hours, people tune out. It's I catch up on a lot of Netflix though. Like that, I use that time because you only have one hand, yeah. so I'm very inefficient at texting no, it with one hand. I'm talking about two hours on the podcast. Oh yeah, two hours on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> we hit two hours. Yeah, two hours. Damn. Um, that is how long it is to take. That is. Oh, I thought you were talking about how long we hit on the podcast. Both. Yeah, yeah. Both. No kidding. We hit two hours. Two hours done. If you guys are still listening, you're rock stars. We're champions. Hammered. I'm hammered. He's hammered. Twelve twenty at night. He's what hammered. do you expect? He's but, hammered. I'm gonna go do some work. Yeah, okay. We both know that's a lie. Uh, closing remarks, anything like that? You should plug. Wow. You should tell people like what Watch Gauge is and what they do. Yeah, so uh, so Watch Gauge, it's an e-com for uh, micro brands in the watch world. So my my kind of my normal spiel is, or it's a, the best way to explain it is that it's same thing with the beer industry, right? You have Michelob, you have Budweiser, you have. Heineken, right? Major those brands. are those are gigantic brands, right? Like in the watch industry, you have Rolex, you have Omega, you have Tag. In the watch industry, you also have micro brands, which are independently owned. They're owned by usually one person or a small, very small group. They're the watches are made in very small batches. Unlike micro brews, though, micro brands are much, much more competitive competitively priced. So the same watch you'd spend twenty five hundred dollars on a Tag Heuer for, you're spending six hundred fifty four for an NTH. You know, so with the same same case material, same crystal, you know, and those auto- ocean crawlers, automatic movement. The ocean sick. crawlers are awesome. Balticus, uh, Balticus is bananas. Shout we out just, to Polish people, by the way. Yeah. We fucking won in this category. They uh, yeah. make the sickest watches. I'll tell you what, Balticus I, is a brand that I had my eye on for a long time. Because I see them online, I see them social, great designs. When when I spoke with Bartosz, who's the owner, uh, he he's like, "Look, let me just send you five watches." I'm like, "Well, I don't need five. I just want to see one or two to see the quality." He's like, "No, you need to see all these." And he sent me five different models. Dude's a rock star. Bananas these watches are. They, honest to goodness, and I, there's no sell, sales pitch, no no fluff, no hype. If you did, if I didn't know brand names and and you handed me this watch, I would definitely say on par with any watch that's three or four thousand dollars in the mainstream market. Oh no doubt, and they go between five and seven hundred. Not just saying this because John's my friend. Literally, I opened the box. So, yeah, when John got it. Yeah, yeah, we got the box of five watches, and and it was in my office unopened. And you said, "What's this box?" And I said, "Those must be the Balticuses." I'm like, why don't you grab the knife and open up? And you actually opened the boxes. All of them. Yeah. Every and every one you one. were like, holy crap. I mean, probably, no disrespect to any watch No, any other there. watch brand. It's, but it's, I would like. It's the nicest micro brand watch I've ever held. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the quality, the the brand, 
the designs, the, the designs, the colors, the shipping, the care and shipping, oh, the, the package, the right? The design box, of the package. That box is bananas. It's you know, like, people it's, don't take packaging seriously enough. If you want an iPhone, you get it because to, they put a lot of work into I it. I used to sell watches regularly for fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars that come in the same type of boxes that these six hundred dollars watches come in. It, like insane, yeah, gorgeous, insane. So, <laughs> so anyway, like um, my, I, I spent. Almost, I spent about 15 years in the very high end side of the watch industry. Sure, you had a. Do you want to tell them what watch you had in the office today? Oh, the Uli Snarden Moonstruck. That yeah. pays $125,000. So it's it's a client it, a client of mine pays me to wind and set his watches. You know, I show up at his house, I wind and set nine or ten watches, gives me 500 bucks. Every one of his watches is north of 100 grand. Now, this one particular watch takes. If it's if it's really messed up, it can take eight, ten, twelve hours to set of constant setting. So this, but that that's the moonstruck I had today. Yep. In any case, that's the world I grew up with. It's you back know, that's, at their. I, I delivered facility. it back to his house today. Nice. Um, but but the the world I grew up in was in the high end watch world. I fell in love with micro brands because when I went off on my own, I quit my job. I went off my own. Sure. I sold my entire collection for the. To the tune of one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollars, I got from my personal collection. Sure, that was to fund business and my life for the you know while I tried to make it on my own. But I still had the passion for watches, so I actually stumbled upon micro brands. I bought one or two for myself, and I was blown away that I could spend six hundred or five hundred or you know nine hundred on a watch that was as good as a five thousand dollar watch. Sure, and then all of a sudden it occurred to me that nobody's representing this segment of the market. And I had that's when the light bulb went off, and I was like, if I start a business where I curate the best micro brands and sell them online, nobody else is doing that. Yeah. And that's when WatchGage was born. So that's really what I do. Yeah. And, um, you know, aside wild. from the custom watch stuff, that's a whole separate thing. But um, And then, you know, I've got the YouTube channel, the Urban Gentry, and also I'm starting another YouTube channel. So... I mean, at the end of the day, just just Google Watch Gauge, and we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook page, we've got YouTube. Sure. 72% of my business comes from my YouTube channel, so that seems to be pretty successful. And, um, you know, if you search John Keel watches, all my other stuff will come up, personal stuff will come up too. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah. For a guy that, for the you know, I've seen literally everything from a $100 watch coming to the office to... I think the most is one hundred and twenty-five thousand. That was that was that was probably the most expensive uh, watch I've had in the office. Yeah, yeah. Most yeah. expensive one I've ever sold was four hundred ninety-five thousand. Which watch was that? Uh, it was also a Ulysses Nardin. It was Real? called the uh, the Royal Blue Royal Blue Tourbillon. The Royal. I'm gonna Google it real quick. Go, yeah, Ulysses Nardin Royal Blue Tourbillon. T o u r b i l l i o n. Just put put Royal Blue and it'll come up. I don't know. I'm pretty excited to see this. Uh, it's, it's actually pretty ugly. Yeah, it doesn't look that good looking. No. But guy spent four hundred ninety-five grand. Half blue, half white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said that as, as he was buying it. As he was, as he was, he actually uh, he wrote a check for it. As he was writing a check for it, I said, "Do me a favor, write the check for five hundred thousand." He goes, "Why?" I go, "I can't sell a watch four hundred ninety-five grand. You gotta make it a half a million. Oh, my you know? God. And uh, got a kick out of that. I took it. With a leather yeah. strap or with the diamond strap? Leather strap. The one with the diamond strap's a million bucks. Jesus. One million even. Christ. Yeah. And he made it out to half a million? 
No, he did four ninety five. God, cheap bastard. Yeah. Whoever it was. God damn. I mean, it's not an ugly watch. It's just not my style. It's. But if I had a half million dollars to blow, it's not the watch I would buy. It's well, it's not even that. It's just, it's just, it's, it's very flashy, very, very flashy, very gaudy. Oh God. But hey, I mean, it's what he wanted. I didn't sell it to him. I didn't like sell it, sell it. He's, you know, I presented. He said, "I want the most expensive watch I could buy," and at that point. You know that was on the list, and there were there were a couple watches in the seven eight hundred thousand range that I showed him. Oh, there's diamonds on the inside. Yeah, diamonds on the inside, diamonds on the outside. It's 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 a disaster. Jeez. In any case, I you know I showed him a bunch of stuff, and and that's the one he fell in love with. I mean, he but he's a flashy guy. The guy drives. I mean, he's got he's got Rolls Royces, Bentleys, this that the other. Like every car is over the top. It's like. He he can't he can't leave his house and not be seen kind of guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where I'd be the other way around. Is this a, if you said his name, would people no, know? It? No, 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 no. Okay, I don't know. No, if you said his no, name. no, if I said his name, nobody would know. Really, not a single person. Jesus. No, he's he's uh, yeah, no, wild. Let's put it this way: he he was in, integral in the development of the cell phone back in the seventies. Interesting. Yeah, and he rode that wave all the way through the two thousands. Hey, good for him. He's got a company now that uh, that he's yeah, he's it, probably he's ma- he's making probably about a hundred hundred million a year, fifty Jesus fifty million Christ. a year, something like that. Wild. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Wrap it up, man. Episode one hundred, man. Congratulations. One hundred episodes. One hundred episodes. Crazy. Congratulations. On bro. to do another nine hundred. Big. Big big That's milestone. Big. That's a lot of episodes. Most people give up after twenty. That's because they're fucking weak. Because <laughs> they don't have honestly, the, they don't. They don't have the tenacity, bro. Yep, it's uh, I I couldn't even tell you in the last two years how many podcasts I've watched and fold, fold. Yeah, like I, I've seen them, you know, start this, that, the other thing. They got a similar, like just by coincidence, I see them. They start and they fold within you know six, three months, six months, a year, year and a half. I you know it's it's very rare to see a podcast as and not is, to my own horn but to see a podcast go this long. But this is why you're 26 years old and you're doing shit with your life. Oh yeah. You know this is why you have a business. Well, it's why you have an office to go to every day. This is why sure. you because you just have a different mindset, man. Sure, sure. It's kudos. It's, it's crazy. Thanks, man. Yeah. So 100 episodes. Hey, one last thought. Yeah. If every single person on this planet was exactly like you, would it be a better place? Fuck no, really? No, I'm just kidding. I think it's, it would be. I think honestly, if this is, uh, so, we'll get a, we'll get into a little conspiracy real quick. If every single person was like me on this planet, I would like to say that I'm pretty willing to join heads with other people. We would probably have colonized our entire uh, solar system by now. No doubt about it. I did the math on how many hours people have spent. Watching Gangnam Style, and it's somewhere in the build. <laughs> I sh- I fucking kid you not. You see, right now is when you need you need a producer like in a, in a booth like, to be able to hit a button and play Gangnam Style. Yeah, when you say that, I literally watched because Gangnam Style. I think we're closer to three billion whoop, now. Whoop, whoop. Um, but I did the math, and we would have eons of time, um, ahead. And it, I'm like, if we just used so everybody listening, instead of watching Gangnam Style or the Kardashians, yeah, 3.2 billion, or the Kardashians, get off your ass and do something. We're gonna we're gonna do some math real quick. So 3.2. We keep we keep threatening to end this. 
I know, but it doesn't matter. It's episode 100. I could care less. 3.2 times 4 point, we'll call it 25 because it's 4 and 13 seconds. Um, 13 billion, divide that by 60, divide that by 60. I just did, oh, fuck, I fucked up the math. 3, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'll probably slice this out the time, but. Uh, it's what, a couple hundred years worth of uh, viewing? Divide that by 60, enter, divide that by 60, enter, and then divide that by 365, uh, 11,000 years of time. 11,000 years of watch time? Of watch time, yeah. Wow. Uh, Is that on YouTube? Yeah. So how much do you think that guy made from that video? Millions and millions. Actually, so there's... Oh, God. So this is like the dirty parts of YouTube. It's uncertain because, one, ads don't know how to target it, so they're probably paying the lowest possible amount. Two, they don't know how much it's going to relate to whatever they're selling. Three, it could have been posted there by a company, so the company's probably taking a percentage of it. He definitely made money, but I don't know how much money he made. Cool. By the way, I just started monetizing my YouTube channel. That's good. So go check it out. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're locked right. up this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 100. 100 episodes, congrats. See you guys later. Ciao. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to episode 100. You made it. We made it. Together as a family. I'm super excited. I literally am overwhelmed with joy. This has been a mile marker in my books for the longest period of time. I cannot even begin to explain. I see so many people start podcasts or this and this. Just, there's so many different things that people do, and they stop, and they fail at episode 15, 20, 30, 40, 50. We did 100 episodes that is amazing. I'm so unbelievably grateful. I'm so proud of myself for doing this. It's been a tremendous amount of work. I cannot even begin to explain how much love and support I've gotten from so many people near and dear to me, and all my podcast guests have been nothing but extremely supportive, um, as I hope they would be, but of the podcast and everything that I'm doing. So thank you guys. Thank you so much to John Keel uh, over at Watch Gage, and... Thank you so much to our sponsor, uh, our sponsor, Dream Dance Fitness, for all of your fitness needs, located over in East Meadow, Long Island, New York, and they have, a, like I said, guys, they have a bunch of different classes, you could you could jump online, book your classes, the new website's coming out, they got Zumba, yoga, sculpting, pole dancing, ballet bar, whatever that means, I don't even know, dance fusion, uh, it's created, inspired by Zumba Fitness and Belly Dance Fitness. I mean, I, I got a pretty big belly, so I don't know if it's going to work for me, but if you got a little belly in there, you could probably work that thing out. Exercise, ball, muscle training, flexibility, liquid motion. I want to see this hoop thing. I feel like I would probably injure myself pretty bad, but I'm definitely into looking at it. Probably, it looks pretty interesting. And uh, pole dancing, you know, that's a big one. Not a lot of pe- not a lot of dance studios offer pole dancing for whatever reason, and I just I've personally had experiences with people doing pole dancing and getting ripped on it. Like when I say ripped, I mean like the sickest shape I could ever imagine. 
Um, and they have a tremendous staff of instructors, all specializing in different things, and they are the best. They really are. It's just they have so many different personalities, different classes for you to check in on, and you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. Monthly packages, per-class packages, uh, group packages, annual packages, lots of packages, but they're not Amazon, but they got a lot of packages. All right, East Meadow, 386 East, East Meadow Avenue, East Meadow, New York. It's a lot of East and Meadows. 11554, info at But now that I'm recording this, instead of fitness, I'm going to go fit this cheeseburger in my mouth and go get some, something to eat. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate the heck out of you guys. I'll see you guys on episode 101. Thank you guys so much. See you later. Bye. Love you.